Hey, George. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> I like you that little good, outfit you got going there. on. Do you like Flock of Seagulls? Huh? I can see you do. Yes, what's up, Smashley? <laughs> hey, boo boo. Oh my god. I love it so much. You look so good. I you miss look you. So good. <laughs> <laughs> you like my wig? I do. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Lights Camera Cocktails. Cocktails. <laughs> We are still quarantined, and we're still doing a quarantine episode. Zenobia is out there in the world doing her thing. We're staying safe. And yep. welcome to wedding month. It is. Yes, it is. There's a little delay, but we're all good. Hi, sis. How you doing? I can't get over how I'm good, good you look I'm right good, now. I'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, be trying. Dude. I'm excited? Yes, I'm ready to fucking I'm drink. Ready to drink? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And okay. Ashley did my hair. How you like it? I fucking love it, Flock of Seagulls over here. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> That's too good. All right. Well, it's irritating as hell. Shit. It's like messing with my face, and it's like I'm not used to it. But whatever. I know. I got hair. I keep touching it. It's weird. <laughs> I haven't had hair in like three years, so I don't know. <laughs> I know. I don't know how I feel about the long hair. <laughs> I kind of miss it. I was like, God, I kind of miss like. It looks great. It's just poster. like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm not used to it. <laughs> yep. All, All right. right. Are you ready to drink? Yes. Let's do this fucking shit. All right. This is just so, water. <laughs> I know. So, is that your water cup? So this week, y'all, we are drinking an old classic. Yes, we are. Rum and Coke. Fuck yeah. I got my little so we're all... sizes ready. Yes. Look yeah, at man. you. Already got my whole setup. Okay, so this is what you're going to need for a rum and Coke. Rum, mm -hmm. Coke, limes. Oh, shit. So, I didn't know we needed limes. It's all good. Oh, Smashley's on the job. Smashley? Smashley's got limes. Stat. Stat. Yeah, slice. So you're going to put two ounces of rum. Two ounces, okay. And we're breaking out that Jamaican rum because yeah. apparently Ashley doesn't do the Malibu. I don't think Malibu would work with this because it's like a coconut rum. And I think I rated the rum before I left. I actually thought about that too. <laughs> we got that muck pit rum. That's it's good rum though, y'all. That's some good shit, Rez. We gonna do two ounces of rum. Two ounces. Two ounces. Ooh, dang, she's quick with the lime. Right. <laughs> I have no one assisting me here. That's all me doing this shit. <laughs> all right, what's next? You gonna do four to six ounces of coke? So I say do it as much as. You yeah. won't. Here we go. go. Nice. That's a decent. <laughs> I love that sound. Nice. Here we go. And yeah, so go ahead and top that. Boom. Fill it up because gonna... I'm a bitch. Yep. You are. <laughs> Thank you for. <laughs> and then you're gonna take Instagram that. Instagram knows it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> they know. Right. You're going to take that lime, 
And you're gonna squeeze it in there. Okay. Squeeze it in your drink. Squeezing it in the drink. Praying that I don't get myself in the eye. Go get yourself in the eye. Go ahead and drop it in there if you like. I might just have to do that. But I got yeah. those uh I got that hipster ice, so it takes up the whole thing. Can't even get to the side oh. of it. Damn you and your fancy ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can't I thought right. I thought I came prepared and I like brought cherries and stuff because you know, I like cherries and cherry I coke. Did- I didn't have any here, but go ahead and put yourself a cherry in there because no. I personally love rum and cokes. They're my go-to drink when I can't really figure out what I want to do because I'll look at that bar and I'll be like, hmm, can I get uh, this? Oh, they don't have champagne? Oh, they don't have this? Rum and coke, any standard bar has rum and has coke. I got you. That, so, that cherry yeah. coke is a new sort of coke. I like old Coke better than new Coke because it's old and so am I. Yes. And, yeah, and I do ask for uh, maraschino cherries inside my rum and Coke when I do it. Yeah. But I didn't have any. So that, my friend, is the rum and Coke. Rum and Coke. This is so pretty. What the fuck? You already had it pre-made? Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. 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 Happy Friday. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Oh. That Jamaican rum is strong. Yeah, it's strong I should have gone one ounce. Oh, that was good. Woo! <laughs> well, I'm good over here. I just fucking Captain Morgan like a normal. Oh, damn. Yeah, I look. I it's thought that we had some. $12. I thought we had some Bacardi, and I looked, and there was no Bacardi. So we went, all right, fuck it. We're going Jamaican rum. Looks like I'm getting more yeah. fucked up than anticipated. Mm-hmm. And that, my friends, is a rum and coke. All right, let's get it. Are you ready for some history? Give me that history. On rum and coke, you guys. On rum and coke. <laughs> yeah. On the cocktail itself. Got... On the cocktail itself, I've found some shit. Okay. So rum and coke, or Cuba Libre, aka Free Cuba. That's another name for the drink. A it's a Cuba cocktail. Libre. Cuba Libre. We should have known cool, that right? shit from cocktail. He doesn't say. <laughs> you bitch. Why didn't you just tell you me it was a bitch. rum and coke? <laughs> well, now we know what Cuba Libre Libre. Free Cuba. Okay. okay. So it was created in the early 1900s after the Spanish-American War in 1898. So this is Cuba's like start. And they... They are independent. They go out and they end up, you know, Americans end up coming there and settling Mm -hmm. and bringing their businesses and products like Coca-Cola. And so once Coca-Cola got over there. Yeah. And they already had fucking rub and they put that shit together. And uh, Cuba Libre uh, became Cuba's national drink. To celebrate their independence. So that's what a rum and coke is. Dude, I like that. Okay, right? so now I know what to order in Cuba. Yes, and say it However, Cuba Libre. I want a Cuba. Don't you go whitewashing. Cuba Libre. Like, you got to get that Yeah, let me get that rum and coke. <laughs> I like that American. <laughs> so it's Bacardi not a mojito, estimate. it's a mojito. It's a mojito. Yep. Okay. Uh, Bacardi estimates that rum and coke is the world's second most popular alcoholic drink in the world. 
Ooh, what's I don't first? know what number one is. Okay. I don't know. It's probably vodka tonic. Oh. That's what I would think. Or an old fashioned. Old fashioned. I don't know. Well, no, that's more of a selective drink. I don't know. Drink. I don't know. When when Margarita, we do that who drink, the fuck knows. Well, no. So yeah, so that is their drink, mm-hmm. uh, and some people. Once it blew up in Cuba, mm-hmm. then people from America came and brought it here, and they were like, "Ooh, rum and coke! This is kind of like..." Mm. Yeah, and it blew nice. up here. I can drink this. Blew all up night. all over the world, but I think uh, authentic Cuba Libre is with a lime. So that okay. is something that I think I did read. So that, my friends, is the history on fucking rum and coke. The rum and coke on the Cuba Libre. <laughs> on the Cuba Libre. I like that. That's fun. Okay. Right. Well, welcome to Wedding Month, people. We got a great episode, and I'm so fucking excited. If you guys can't tell, it's also 80s uh, movie time. I don't just dress like Flock of Seagulls because it's a fucking Saturday or Friday I mean, I or whatever. This shit. <laughs> I wear this shit around the house all the time. I'm just ready. <laughs> so uh, who picked this movie? Did you pick this episode or did I? Whatever. I'm, think- I'm editing it, so I'm just going to go ahead and tell them, people. We're talking about The Wedding Singer tonight, and that's yeah! why we chose the rum and coke, because Adam Sandler gives Drew Barrymore some shit. She's like, you sure there's no rum in that Coca-Cola? Hey, I don't drink. I'd be puking up more than that kid. He's like, I don't know if you can puke more than that kid. Some puke up a boot. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Love I posted it. that earlier, and apparently one of my friends from high school is friends with that kid. He's like, I know that freaking guy. He's listed as drunk teenager. <laughs> he still can't drink. All right, remember, alcohol equals puke equals smelly mess equals nobody likes you. Nobody likes you. That's why I don't puke. Oh, my God. Puke free since 93. You are not. But I know I'm what not. you're talking about, Ted Mosby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, puke, three, puke free since 2003. I'm going to go with uh, Puke Free since uh, 2019. For you or for me? For me, shit. I don't remember when, but I'm almost positive that I puked in 2019. Oh, no. I know exactly when I puked. House Party episode. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) You guys are good to see the aftermath, but that shit was... Oh, it was bad. (laughs) He was done, and then he was done, and we didn't see him for the rest of the night. It was over. Because I passed the fuck out. Oh, my God. It was bad. All right. All right. So you ready for the stat? Yes. Hit me with those stats. I already got to lose this jacket. It's too fucking hot. I don't know how they did this in the 80s. That's why I took my sleeves off my jacket because I knew I'd be hot. Did you cut them off or did, like, it has zippers? No, you can. They got zippers. Oh, get the fuck out of here. It's Michael Jackson, baby. Okay. (laughs) I wish I had a glove, but I don't. Okay. So, the wedding singer. I'd lose that glove. You look nuts. What do you think of the jacket? I don't know, man. I would lose that glove. You look nuts. You look nuts? <laughs> How's the jacket? You like the jacket? Okay, so, uh, this movie drops February 13th, 1998. So, this was a Valentine's Day movie, you guys. Never really realized that. It is a really cool it's love story. It's a romantic story. comedy, so yeah, that, that checks and out. And I'm not a big fan of rom-coms, but this one is uh, pretty, pretty cool. This is one of my um, one of my favorites, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to rom-coms, so, definitely. 
Exactly, because it doesn't feel, it feels, it just feels great. It's a great movie. I love it. Mm -hmm. So the budget for this movie, $18 million. I was going to say shit. Sorry. (laughs) I'm already feeling it. Okay. (laughs) So $18 million was the budget for this movie. Okay. So in today's money, that'd be $28 million. So like, you know. It was all right. And, uh, nice little mid range movie. Yeah. But it made 123 million, aka in today's money, 195 million. Nice. Dollars. So it made a fuck ton of profit. Yeah. That's worldwide. Like, that's worldwide. So, yeah. Okay. Everyone loves this movie. So, are you ready for the Rotten Tomatoes? Yes. Give me them Rotten Tomatoes. We're going. We're going to just run through this shit quick. Rotten Tomatoes. Critics. 68%. Fucking assholes. Yeah. I think that's pretty dumb. Audience. 80%. There you go. That's better. Yeah. And you're going to have some cynics, whether it's critics or regular people, you know, or those regular people that think they're a critic. That's us. But we love this movie. So we only fun. talk about movies that we love. So, you know, we we're going to be disappointed no matter what from uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And Zenobia gives it a 95 because I still think it holds up mm-hmm. even like 20 years later. I agree. And I watched it three times this week and I was laughing every single time. It's still funny. The jokes still are good. Uh, it's timeless because it's set in a time prior to the movie. So that makes it fun. Mm-hmm. You know what gets me and- every single fucking time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is when he walks back after she gets stood up at the altar and he walks back into the dressing room he's like don't worry everything's gonna be alright all of a sudden you hear all the crashing and shit yeah! and you hear jo- you see George crying though he's like oh god <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh god <laughs> George is literally probably one of my favorite characters in this movie <laughs> he tries so hard. He tries so hard. And like they're yelling at him while he's like singing. And they're like, you, you suck. suck. You suck. Which I tried you to research really... if and who that was. Because when I hear that, I hear Chris Farley. I don't know if you do, but it sounds like Chris Farley is saying you suck. It could be. It's but probably it's not him. him but... Well, there's a few know. people that are I uncredited like on this movie that are in it. Oh, okay, okay. We're going to get into that. (laughs) All right. So those are my stats on The Wedding Singer. I would give it like a 95 too, personally. I think this movie is just the best. (laughs) And everybody loves your wig. (laughs) You like it, girl! (laughs) I know. I just want to say that every true black woman has a wig. We all got at least one. I got three. We were this just talking about this. Today. Oh, we were walking. We were watching mixed dish. That's what it was. Yup. Mm-hmm. You gotta have a good wig. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that was the last night that you were here. The last uh, podcast episode that you were here. So, I missed it. I know. We gotta people stay inside. Just, just stay I'm inside so to. that we can get back to work. For real. Look, all I do is. When? I go outside to smoke my weed, <laughs> and I go to the grocery store because I live with 
people over 60, so I go for them. I feel like I'm going every goddamn day, but that's all I do. I Otherwise, that. I'm in pajamas all day. I get to put on makeup once a week to talk to you guys, so mm-hmm. I'm, like, happy at least. Yeah, I'm, like, party up top and uh, relax down below. Or I'm business up top and relax <laughs> down below. I got my sweats on right now. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I my tie is tied and my button-up shirt yeah. is tucked into the sweats. But the sweats are on. <laughs> You're proper. I like it. I like it. I know. I wish I could touch your hair. That's like the thing I want. I wish that it would get out of my eye. It's like right here. I know. It's I gotta driving be... me nuts. I don't like Flock of All Seagulls right. anymore. And confession, I don't know a single Flock of Seagulls song. <laughs> Unless you sing it, then I'll probably be like, oh, yeah. I probably if I sing it. I just know his hair. Okay. So are you guys ready? What are we ready for? The motherfucking drinking game. Uh, yes, I'm fucking ready for this drinking game. All right, let's let's grab our uh, Cuba Libres. Your Cuba Libre. Rum and Coke. All right. And get ready for this drinking game because you're going to get fucked up. I've been thinking about it all week and you're about to get fucked up. Okay. I feel like I so, didn't bring enough Coke. Like, I'm going to go through both of these before the podcast is over. That's fine. When the Coke's done, then you done. Boom. Or I'm just, I mean, the rum's not done. I know. I got a shot glass over here just in case I go through the rum. I don't think I will, but I might. All right. Okay. Well, here we go. <laughs> you going to take a sip. Take a sip. When someone sings. Okay. When someone sings. Splash. I want you to take Two drinks when George sings. Do you Because he sings it about. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yeah, you're right. He does need to learn a new song. And it's just. Come a, come a, come a, come a, come a chameleon. You come and go. Yeah, that's the only other one he needs to learn. Um, so take two drinks when George does his song. <laughs> okay. Uh, take a simp. When someone says Robbie is crazy or mental or nervous breakdown, yeah, any of those, you're gonna take a sin. Is it true that you're gonna end up in a mental institution? Cuckoo's nest, cuckoo's nest. No. Who said that? Cuckoo's nest, cuckoo's nest. Those fucking kids. Yeah. Everybody's been saying that. that. Everybody. Everybody, you're seven. You only know your parents. I love this movie so much. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that I like the part where the uh, the other wedding singer he's like he's losing his mind, and, and I'm, I'm reaping, reaping all, all the, benefits. the benefits. Fucking John Lovitz, dude. <laughs> and then it's just like a, a curtain close <laughs> over his face. Yeah. So take a simp anytime. They call him crazy a lot. So get ready for that one. Uh huh. Um, you're gonna take a simp when anybody says wedding singer. You're the wedding singer. The wedding singer? Hey, it's the wedding singer. Hey, it's the wedding singer. She's like, hey, you're the wedding singer, right? She's like, oh, yeah, yeah I've been hanging out Robbie? with The yeah, wedding, you're the wedding singer? singer. You're thinking yeah. of leaving Glenn for the wedding singer? For the wedding singer? I know, even the mom <laughs> says it. It's like, what the hell? So, yeah. She's all wedding about singer. that money life. She was telling her to have a fake pre- pregnancy. <laughs> right? You're going to hate thank this you idea. you in five years. Oh, get the fuck out of here. 
<laughs> Look, I'm getting out of the car. What's pretty after okay. with getting married? Everything. You gotta get married before your hips start spreading and you get facial hair, which, by the way, comes from your father's mother. Well, dang, I'm pretty, but I haven't had facial hair yet, so once that happens, I'm done. You're so pretty. <laughs> You're the prettiest okay. panda. Thank you. Especially <laughs> with my pony. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you gonna take a stamp. Take a stamp. When there is an 80s pop reference. There's ice pops in the freezer or they can have microwave popcorn. So okay. this for people who aren't big on 80s, you might not know when he uh, when he talks about Van Halen. Take that Van Halen Take shirt off. Van Halen. So for the bad breaks when, when Homegirl is talking about all the couples that are going to last forever and they're all people forever. that are breaking up later. They're all like ones that Woody never Woody and Bert and Lonnie. Yeah, yeah. so all of them, uh-huh. that counts as a, a good reference, okay. as a pop reference. Does it count um, when Sammy is singing past the Dutchie? When he's walking up the driveway, he's like, I said past the Dutchie bunny left-hand side. I'll take it. I'll take it, all right. I'll take it where she's like, are you sure you want to get married? You know, you're going to miss Miami Vice. It's like summertime. <laughs> nope, it's summer, reruns. reruns. We're all set. All of them. So any of these that you can catch, like the Rubik's Cube, uh-huh. the CD player that costs like $700 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Take a sip because all those are pretty funny. Okay. They even talk about new Coke. Versus old Coke, old Coke because it's old yep. and so am I. He's like, hey, relax. You know, don't do it. <laughs> you know what you must do. So, yeah. Relax. Relax. Any of those. That fucking guy. I will take those. More prime rib. Soup. Always the prime rib. Make them eat the fish. <laughs> She's like, I need four prime rib. He's like, for you? The wish is my command. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I showed him my boobs. Not my finest half hour, but it's been a pleasant working environment ever since. <laughs> if that's all I have to do to get by on shit, I would show people my titties all the time. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> You gonna give me a parking ticket? How about a titty? <laughs> no parking ticket, perfect. These corn titties. <laughs> I saw a meme the other day that said, "All I'm trying to do is see some corn titties." People are lonely out there, stuck in their house. Yeah, yeah. booty calls have been cut. They're all canceled because nobody wants to go in. That Skype sex. Get a booty call. Ain't the same. <laughs> Ain't the same. No. Sitting here doing a drink with you and doing the show via. Instagram ain't the same. Nope, not at all. <laughs> all right, I'm already going again. Okay, but I'm going well, one I'm shot because that last one was a doozy. This shit is strong. Do you, boo boo? But you know, you. I don't have work tomorrow as the rest of the world, other than a few people do. So I have work tomorrow, so I can't get too, too drunk. But I'm working Saturday where I'm sitting right now. Yeah. You got work on Saturday? We are during quarantine time. Damn, Gina. So, yeah. I have to work Saturday and Sunday, so here we go. I'm going to take an extra drink Maybe. for you. You know, I'm just going I'm just gonna pass out. My bed is literally right there. I'm touching <laughs> it. So I'm cool. Is that okay. what you did last so, week? Like, all right, we'll see you guys. This has been another episode of Last Game <laughs> Cocktail. Bed. <laughs> exactly. Bed. I know. No, I went. I took all my makeup off first, but then yes, I went to bed. Okay, so. way to be responsible. <laughs> Thank you. So you gonna take a sip? 
when you see, hear, or someone says Billy Idol. Billy Idol. The f- it's a nice day for a white wow. wedding. He does show up a lot in this. Sir? Is that Billy Idol? I believe it is. Oh, my God. And then all of a sudden, he's on the plane at the end. <laughs> uh, how you oh, doing, right. sir? Chicken or fish? I put my Billy Idol vinyl up. I don't know if you can see it right here. I can see it. It's a little blurred right next to... Who's that down below? Lionel Richie? That's Lionel Richie. Yeah. I put him up. And let's see. If we can. I put Michael Jackson Mike? up. I see and, Mike. I can't see the George last George Michaels. Oh, okay. That's George Michaels. So <laughs> I put my 80s records up because, you know, I was feeling... The 80s. I've been listening to them all day. I see you. All right. <laughs> so, yes, but I made sure I put my Billy Idol up because when the rebel yeah. Oh, that's my favorite Billy more, Idol song. More, oh, okay. In the midnight hour. <laughs> She's not done. Dude, yeah. I love that song Idol's so much. pretty dope. I don't care what anyone says. Hell yeah. Okay, so you gonna take a simp. Take a simp. When someone makes a speech. Well, I have a microphone and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> like Steve Buscemi. Wedding me. speeches. When my brother speeches. asked me to be the best man at his wedding, I was like, of course, man. You've always <laughs> been there for me. He's like, like you remember the time rehab. we got those hookers? <laughs> I guess they were prostitutes, but I don't remember paying. Okay, how about that? Wait, what? What? What's uh? What's that actor's name again? Adam Sandler. No, that makes the speech. Don't give me that shit. You can do it. Come on. <clears throat> Steve Buscemi. Yes, it is. Look at that. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> I can do it now. Okay, it only took two goddamn years. I only got it. It took two right? years. <laughs> I'll never forget the fool's name as long as I live. Thank, Thank you, Lights Camera Cocktails, for teaching Zenobia. Thank you, Cocktails. Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Mr. I've learned so many people's names. So many people's names because of this show. I didn't know a lot of people's names, and I'm like, oh, shit. Dude, he's, one of my, he's only in there for a blip, but he's one of my favorite characters. He's a nice book in. He's at the beginning, and he's at the end. Mm-hmm. He becomes a wedding singer. Love yes, it. he does. Robbie and Julia. Robbie and Julia. Julia. Uh, uh, uh. He's got his perm going. It's all feathered and his mustache and everything. He looks so good. Okay. Uh, you're going you to take a sim. Okay. When someone gets drunk. He's drunk as shit. Oh. Right here. You. Yeah. I have to when go to you the bathroom. So that means Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi that gets means drunk. The teenager. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. That means the teenager. Julia. That means Drew Barrymore. Uh, yep. Who else? Glenn gets drunk. I'll say Glenn gets drunk. Glenn yep. is drunk off his ass when yep. he's walking down the street. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, there's quite a few drunk people in this movie. I don't know if Billy Idol counts. Like, he's sitting in there and he's downing champagne in the plane. Okay, I do want to say for people. <laughs> he's just like a functional was- drunk. Champagne was one of my options for our drink. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people drink it in that movie. And it's a great wedding drink. We might have to see it sometime. We will see it sometime this month because what's oh, yeah. more wedding than champagne? It's wedding season. We're doing nothing but wedding uh, movies this month. We're going to have some champagne. Yeah. Yeah. 
Even if it's not the cocktail, uh, we're going to be popping champagne. But they mentioned a lot of drinks, you know, rum and coke, champagne, uh, You're not here Alabama to pop my champagne. Huh? You're not going to be here to pop my champagne. So you better do all right. All right, I better learn how to do this shit. Or go get some cheap-ass Andres because it's a twist top, and you cool. No, I'm going to get drunk throughout the week learning how to properly pop champagne for Friday night. (laughs) This week alone, since Sunday, I've had five bottles of champagne. Yeah, Monday through Friday. (laughs) Coronavirus! Shit, it's getting real. There's one in the fridge right now. Oh, Um, shit. Okay. I'm here. I've been buying booze all week. That's like getting me by booze and weed. All right, here we go. Are the dispensaries so open? Sorry. They are. It's a necessity, girl. It's a, a clinic. Thank God. But the one I go to, they're really like up on their shit because they will take your temperature before you're allowed in the building. Damn. Hey, good, mm-hmm. good on them. Boop, boop. Hey, I ain't mad. I ain't sick. Be responsible. I sick. Fuck I ain't mad. So this sounds awesome. Not trying to get okay, sick. So you take one sample. Uh-huh. When there is a kiss. There's got to be a little tongue. Well, maybe a little tongue. Not porno tongue. Church tongue. Church tongue. I like that. I like it. I love where he's like, I kissed her. It didn't mean anything. I just brought the jacket. He's like, <laughs> who? Too. And she's like, oh, oh me. He, I kiss it. Who has it? Who has it? <laughs> <laughs> love it. So there's a couple of kisses in this movie. Watch out for them. It takes some sips. Okay. Um. Here's another one. You're going to take a sip when somebody is crying. So nice. that's Julia. That's George. That's, that's Adam uh, Sandler. Robbie. Robbie cries, yeah. I think, a little bit. Yeah, they cry. So anytime you see somebody crying, take a sip. Okay. I think there's a couple other people. I just can't think of them right now. All right. Let's celebrate. <laughs> Holiday. I love George. He's like in the back. Totally into it. Like, hey, he's so crazy. Holiday. <laughs> Come on. Let's celebrate. He's all into it. <laughs> so, oh, my God. You're going to take a sip. Uh-huh. When Robbie gets advice about sex. When I got married, I wasn't a virgin. I already had intercourse with eight men. I already that's, had sex with eight men. <laughs> that's a lot back then. I will give like her that. 200 today. 200 today, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Um, his brother-in-law talking about him and his sister. Yeah, you mean oh, your his brother-in-law Frank? Real stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you, know, you might, be... you know, work with my nipples a little bit. He's like, oh, stop. All right, enough. He's we'll like, take care of the kids fuck out of here some people like to talk to adam sandler about you know <laughs> sex and and this movie seems like a lot so i know does the old man at the bar count when he's like you need a prostitute yep <laughs> i'm gonna do that okay i'm gonna do his friend where he was like i'm not ready to go and he's like i'm just trying to get someone to play with ding dong oh yeah i'm gonna take Why that as well want to marry me <laughs> marry you <laughs> This dude's trying to sell it away with your dick, though. He was a good friend. He was a shitty, trashy person, but he was a good friend. He was uh-huh. a good friend. Okay. So, you're going to finish your drink. Finish that drink. When Linda leaves Robbie at the altar. That bitch. So it was a bad note. Did she say why? 
Linda, Yo, you a bitch. I love the face that she gives Robbie. She's like smiling at the kid, and then he calls her bitch. She's like, really? I mean, she is a bitch. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, bitch. I am kind of bitchy. Bitches don't know that they're bitches usually. Like some of them do, but some of some bitches don't realize that they're being a bitch. They just be, think they're being themselves. I realize I'm a bitch sometimes. And I'm like, God damn it, stop it, Zenobia. Nobody likes a bitch. But, you know, it's <laughs> their own, I guess. <laughs> you gonna finish your drink when Robbie plays Julia his song. Which one? Me here, all alone. Tears running constantly. Oh, somebody, somebody kill, kill me, me, please. I'm on my knees. <laughs> pretty, pretty, please. Kill, kill me. me. Oh, my God. And she's so supportive. She's like, you I liked it. Don't <laughs> know how much I need you. She is supportive. And then you see her face change to like, oh, my God. This is like the saddest song ever. Mm-hmm. And she kind of tears up. And then she's like, I love it. Because fuck that bitch. She is a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, You going to. Finish your drink when they get married, of course. Robbie and Julia. Uh, uh. Is that all three? That's all three. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That you got is one? three. Okay, yeah. The one where Linda leaves him at the altar, the one where he plays yep. the song, and the one where he, uh Okay. I got you. Boom. You what you that got to add, I tell you. And that's my number usual number of but uh drinking game. Okay. You got anything to add? Uh yes. I don't know what, but yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my god. Uh well, if anything, I would say that um for those of you who are uh more experienced drinkers, maybe add a fourth finisher drink in there. Because I've already been mm-hmm. through one and this is uh rum and coke number two right here. Mm-hmm. So if if you're gonna f- finish a fourth drink, I would say when Robbie finally confronts Glenn. All right, shithead. Haven't been in a fight since I was in the fifth grade, but I beat the shit out of that kid, so now I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. He's like, I'm sorry. I used, used to be, be a lot stronger. stronger. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old guy. Poor old guy. He still felt his young body. He was like, I'm about to fight this dude. Yeah, I got you, Robbie. Oh, wait. No, I don't. I got you. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't. I don't got you. All right. Well, that's good. All right. Then I'm done. Well, I'm out. That is the motherfucking drinking game. Yes, <laughs> All right. That's a motherfucking drinking game. I love it. I love it. I wish you that were here. It's one. so much fun, fun when you're here. But that's all right. It's like there's a delay. You don't have to make here. your own drinks when I'm there. I get it. Well, it's not even that. It's just I feel like the the, the podcast gets slowed down because there's a delay between the two of us. Mm-hmm. And so we can't mm-hmm. bounce off each other like we normally would. Okay. So are you ready to start this movie? I'm ready to dive into this. Yes, absolutely. The Let's Wedding Singer came out in 19... I don't remember. 98. February 13th, 1998. And that's why we love you. <laughs> I got that. So our director on this one is Mr. Frank Carassi. 
And you know what's crazy is this was technically his first big movie. Like he did one movie before this that was like, it was like a student film. It was like a graduate thesis movie. You know Dang, I mean? really? Mm-hmm. And he came out of nowhere with this banger? In like 96, and then he did this one uh, two years later. Okay. And I think um, he did a hell of a job. I think he did a hell of a job, especially this being his first movie. Mm-hmm. First big movie, anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, what was he doing before this? I mean, like, what did he do after this? Uh, he basically went on the Adam Sandler train. Oh, you're right. He did like Click and Waterboy. Mm-hmm. Right, something else. He, yes, he did do Click. He did do Waterboy. He did Waterboy right after this. He did a bunch of them. Like he also works with Kevin James a bunch. Uh, he did uh, Here Comes the Boom and all of those. Uh, and you also might recognize him as an actor in some of these movies. Most notably, he plays Adam Sandler's dad in The Water Boy. So at the end, where he's getting married, and then he shows up, he's like, hey, I'm your dad, Roboito. Oh, yeah. That's him. That's him? That's our director. What? Okay, hold on. Let me look at his face. <laughs> With his crazy-ass eyes. Don't be his fool, Dopey. Take the money. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I didn't even know that. <laughs> so most no- he's done some of Adam Sandler's not-so-great ones, like The Ridiculous Six and a few others. But most notably, mm-hmm. the, the great ones that he did were like The Wedding Singer, The Water Boy, Click. I really like Click. I think it's a great fucking movie. Me too. And it like kind of makes me cry. Yeah, yeah. That one, that one breaks your heart a little bit. Just a little bit, right? Just a little bit. Um, Frank said that his real life heartbreak helped him direct this movie. Oh yeah, sure. Because three a couple years prior to this movie, he went through a bad breakup and he did go through all the depressing, you know, laying in bed, not getting out, you mm-hmm. know, just being sad inside. Uh part of this that, that we see Robbie go through. I got you. I do like where his friend comes down to ask him about like the washing machine. Yeah, hey, these sheets are <laughs> like, soft. Do you use downy? No. <laughs> like, All no. temperature. Oh, what is that? Okay, so he said that because he had a heartbreak uh-huh. um, and he actually lived through that, it made him be able to feel that emotion. Yeah. But find the funny part of that because He's past it, and he can look at the funniness of it. You got to go through it and then laugh at how just, like, depressed and how uh, pathetic you really looked. Yeah. So, yeah, he did that, and Mm -hmm. uh, he made this movie funny. It had an emotional feel, and it was funny because he said he had been through what Robbie had been through. I I mean, I don't think he was left at the off alter like i don't think it was at that point but like sure but you know what i think that a lot of people i know that uh a lot of men have gone through that as much as mm-hmm. men are depicted as like heartless and this and that and the other no we we go through some shit you know and i know i've went and through the- it not nearly to the extent but every guy goes through a heartbreak over a girl or significant other of some sort 
Adam Sandler said that he wanted to make a real love story um, for everybody because he said that most love stories depict men as not caring or wanting to be in love. Yeah. And Robbie is the complete opposite of that. Like, yeah, he's, he's been, been wanting, wanting to get, get married, married since, since third, third grade. grade. Yeah, this is the third grade. So <laughs> that makes sense. Is... That's when mom and dad broke up. Oh, died. Sorry, That's when they, they died. died. Yeah, they didn't break up. They died. Yeah, my dad, my parents died when I was real young. You want to talk about that? <laughs> Why would we want to talk about that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're so the one fucked up. Robbie Hart. Shit. Oh man, I heard what happened to you at your wedding. That was so cold. A, you must have felt dick. like shit. No. Felt really good, man. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> my parents died when I was real young. You want to talk about that? You know, my parents died when I was 10. Would you like to talk about that? Why would we want to talk about that? I don't know. <laughs> Open wounds? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Adam Sandler said he wanted to make a movie, uh, a love story that showed a different perspective of men because men are usually shown as not wanting to be in love and the majority of the reason why men don't want to be in love because they've had their heart broken. Mm. But so has girls and I feel like girls have their heart broken way more. I don't know about too. that. I think it's a two-way street. You know? Um, I think that everybody learns their lessons differently and I think that a lot of guys start out as uh, romantics to a certain degree. I know I certainly did. Uh, and it takes a couple, you know, a heartbreak of some sort. And then all of a sudden you go to the opposite side of the scale and you're like, all right, fuck it. Then you know what? I'm not going to be that way anymore. I'm just going to be a dog like uh, Sammy, like exactly like Robbie is drunk. And he's like, we're just going to, you know, hook up with a different chick every night and send them home packet. Guys go through that stage before they find their way to center. So you have your guys that start all the way to the left as hopeless romantics. Then they get their heart broken. They're like, all right, fuck it. This doesn't work. This sucks. This feels like shit. I'm going to go to this side and not get attached whatsoever. And I spent a few years doing that. And then eventually you find your way to, you know what? There's got to be a balance between the two. You don't have to be an asshole, but don't be a doormat either. And find somebody that is just as fucked up as you are and then that's where you <laughs> that's where you end up you know you you realize you learn your lessons and then you become an adult and then you find have an adult relationship whatever you're a fucking hopeless romantic you son of a bitch i always will be but i'm no longer a doormat I don't know. Smash should be walking up. I'm, just, I'm just fucking joking <laughs> hey hey okay hey look I'm at just my. fucking with you guys they are the most equal cute <laughs> relationship. I strive to have your guys' relationship, life goals. I Fuck strive you guys. You guys to are so have the relationship cute. that people think that we do. Uh, I'm sorry, but I feel like I am there a lot to see a whole full circle of what you crazy bitches are. You mm -hmm. guys are like the sweetest in love. Even when you guys are annoyed with each other, you're fucking in love. I, I fucking hate her, but I love her jealous. so, so much. God damn it, Marshall and Lily. That's you too. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Big fudge. I'll take okay. it. <laughs> Big fudge. <laughs> yeah. And I'm fucking uh, Barney, man. Barney Stanson. Hell yeah. 
checking the bitches off my list. You're not robbing? You, you don't want no kids. You don't want to get married. You're true. You're true. <laughs> I am Robin. Because I will drink some scotch and smoke a cigar. I yes. won't shoot a gun. I don't like guns. But everything else, yeah, I don't want kids. I'd rather have a career. So. All right. Well, <laughs> Mr. Frank uh, Karasi is working on a new movie right now. He's actually working mm. on uh, the movie of Sinbad. So, like, you know, the um, Arabian Nights stories and stuff? Yes. He's working okay. on a live okay. action for that. I thought you were talking about, like, Sinbad, Sinbad. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, not that Sinbad. <laughs> not necessary roughness, Sinbad. Not a different world. Not a different... No. It's oh, okay. a different world than I thought that's what we were from. talking about. I was like, Sinbad, he gonna get his own show again? Let's do it. But, yeah. I don't really have much uh, fun facts on him, but uh, no, no, we can move on. We can dive into this cast. Let's let's go right through it. You know, we're on Instagram Live, and we're gonna keep this short for you guys. So, uh, the first person I tried to keep the cast small, even though there's a bunch of people in this movie that are great and hilarious, and a lot of them are famous uh, even now. Uh, so I tried to keep it as small as possible, just the core of the story, I guess you could say. And so the first person I'm going to talk about is Mr. Frank Severo. That's not who I was going to say, but go ahead. I know, I know who you're thinking. We're going to get there. You don't know what I'm thinking. I know what you're thinking. You thought I was going to say Probably. George. No, but yes, I, I'm happy on that one too. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so Frank Severo plays, well, Frank, <laughs> the brother-in-law. <laughs> hey, we talked about you better it before. do something because I'm going to be known as the brother-in-law of the town nut job. Oh, shit. I got one all over myself. The nut job. <laughs> we talked about him in Casino, correct? We haven't done Casino yet. We talked about him in I mean, Goodfellas. I uh, mean, Goodfellas? Mm-hmm. That's yep. the same movie to me. I'm sorry. I know that they're, they're not. They're both Scorsese, but they're different, but they're not. So, yeah, but one of his my... most famous movies is Goodfellas. You know what I like him in? He gets he gets hung up in the freezer, yo. Yes, he That's does. Where he That's is fucked up. up. But yep. <laughs> one of the characters that I like of him is uh, he plays Che or Chair or however you say his name in Cop and a Half with Burt Reynolds. You know oh, that with movie? the little kid? Where the little kid like won't give up the... Boy. Yeah. So I do remember that He's one. the main villain and he's pissed off. He's like, why does this keep happening to me? All I want to do is sing. <laughs> I forgot all about that movie. You brought us some shit. I haven't up. <laughs> so yeah. check this out. I'm gonna give you a little uh fun fact about Frank Severo. Who give it to me? So his first role was in The Godfather. Part one. He was an extra. Oh, and what scene? Can you tell me? I don't know what the, scene. Like the wedding. I think he's like uh crossing the street or something like that. But Does he have that he, hair? He that's was how an I know extra him, in The Godfather Part 1. This dude got bumped up to a name role in Godfather Part 2. What's his name? Uh, Genko or Gencho. I don't know how to pronounce it properly. I don't know if it's Genko or Gencho or Genko. I don't know. But it's been he a got, minute. I he got a name that. in Godfather Part 2. Then all of a sudden, he gets a last name in the Godfather's Saga, which is a TV series. So each time they make a there new Godfather. There was God, a TV series? There was a TV series about the Godfather. When did that come out? The 80s? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was in, okay. back, way back when. 
But I love that watched it. as his clout it was like got bigger and bigger throughout the years. They were like, "Oh yeah, he was an ex- yeah, let's bring let's bring Frank back. We haven't killed him off yet, you know." <laughs> and each Godfather, and they, he gets a bigger and bigger role. Wait, so is he the same character? Or it's just growing. Yeah. Apparently, I I didn't I haven't dove deep into the Godfather in a long time, so I I gotta find him. But I just love how that he went be from being an extra thing. on his very first role to being a name in part two and then being a bigger name in part. He wasn't in part three, but he was in the TV series. <laughs> Look at him. Frank. Yeah. Me and your sister, you know, we used to be some real freaks. She used to be in for some stuff. <laughs> yeah, we got through some crazy shit. <laughs> but now that's really Yeah, he's it. like... I love it. He's like, I don't know what I said, but I said something. <laughs> something. All right, enough. What? We'll take care of the kids. Oh, all right, great. I don't know what I just said, but I said something. <laughs> what he was saying was the sex and the sexiness and all that shit is temporary. Yeah. But the real love lasts forever. Pretty yeah. much is what I. After, after the sex, that's when marriage starts. That's when marriage starts. I think starts. that's what he was trying to say. You, you know, know, when we get a moment to ourselves. We usually go to sleep. Like he's, try, he's trying to tell Robbie, don't don't be upset about you know not getting married, you know, because like basically marriage is where men go to die, is how he looks at it. Yeah, like he's he loves he's it. got he's happy. It's all downhill from here, is what he's trying to say. Yeah, just, those kids don't look like they're his though. I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> they don't look like they're his. They look like her, but not like him. Hey, they went through some crazy shit, like you said. Some crazy shit. He didn't go into detail as to what that crazy shit was. Like they're swingers? <laughs> Maybe. Ooh, the 80s? You never I have know. a whole, whole backstory. I'm a whole backstory. <laughs> okay. That is know. probably out of everything that you have to do as an actor, you know, learning your lines and all that. Mm-hmm. My absolute favorite part Make it on my own goddamn backstory. Oh, on dude, this you can shit. come up with such great backstories. <laughs> That's my favorite. Great it could be the smallest part. I could have just walked in and be like, here's your bagel. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So my girl Becky, this is her last day at the bakery. Because, you know, you know, you can make up whatever the fuck you want to say. Mm-hmm. And I love it. So, yeah, dude. I would have made up a dirty backstory for him. You don't even <laughs> have to like, have lines to have a backstory. I'll bet you a million dollars. Like, uh, you've seen Ted, right? You know how yeah. Ryan Reynolds is ass is in uh, shows up at the end. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know damn well he had a backstory in his head. In your head, because you got to make sense of some, why the fuck I'm uh, here. Gay beat up club with Patrick Warburton. <laughs> <laughs> got to make up a story. That's one of my favorite. Uh, well, <laughs> Frank Severo, I think he's retired now because his last really? movie, yeah, his last movie was in 2008. It was called Hotel California. I don't know if that's about the song, uh, like the, the Eagles Eagle? song. I love that song, but welcome to Hotel California. If you guys aren't from California, but I Such feel like that song is played place. so much out here. Such a lovely place. Yeah, I love that song. Yep. But that was his last movie, and it was all the way back in 2008. So I think he is since retired, you know, collecting that SAG pension. Okay. All right. Here we go again. Uh, And that is all I have on Mr. Frank Severo. We will talk about him again when we do The Godfather or, you know, this, that, or the other. Because he's in everything. 
Well, every Italian movie. Wait, he didn't pass away. No, he's still alive. He's got. I think I. He's got gray, uh, like whitish gray hair now. His hair is like it's poodle still hair. Like, I don't, yeah, it's still helmeted on his head even to this day. <laughs> how? How? I don't how? know. It's just someone there. tell me. <laughs> it's sprayed on. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, we're gonna talk uh, about uh, your girl next, and uh, by your girl, I mean your guy. Mr. Oh, okay. Mrs. Alexis Arquette. She's Mrs. She Mrs. was not married. She was not. Oh, she's Miss. Miss. Miss Alexis Miss. Arquette. Um, we did talk about her before. When? We did. You're right. I don't remember In when. Fiction. That's what it was. She plays the gentleman that busts out of the bathroom and shoots at a bah, 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 and misses him, and then they shoot him, and then he dies. Gunman number four. That's I, I got yeah, you, Alexis. But we didn't dive is, into Alexis's story, though. She is part of the Arquette family. Yes, she is. Um, so we're talking about Patricia her, Arquette, David Arquette, Rosanna Arquette. She is who was, in, who was in Pulp Fiction, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So she comes from a huge family of actors. Yeah. Um, I think you know we get our first look, or at least my first memory of her is in Pulp Fiction. Okay. But she has popped up in different places. But you this want me is to tell probably you some one of, of her places that she's popped yeah. up in. <laughs> Let's hear it. So check this out. She is uh, one of the first things I saw her in is uh, she was the vampire DJ in Buffy the Vampire Sayer, the movie, <gasps> the Christy Swanson movie. Oh, yes. So I you know how they kill the DJ and all of a sudden movie. the vampire pops up and he's like, oh, oh, yeah. And then also he puts it on and starts scratching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's Alexis. See? She's been in it's so many things. It's like Ordonk. Uh-huh. Uh, also, I love her. Yeah, check this mm-hmm. out. You know that? You remember that horror movie that I told you about? Or I think I showed it to you. Sometimes they come back. Oh, uh huh, uh huh. So she is in part two. Plays. That's uh, a part two. There's a part two. Apparently, I haven't seen it, but she's in it. She plays the main villain, Tony. You know how I feel about part twos. Mm-hmm. So uh, answer <laughs> me this: Is she uh, gender fluid or not? She is transgender. She's transgender. Okay. Because uh, mm-hmm. some of the characters she plays a woman, some of the characters she plays a man. Like, uh, and she, sometimes they come I back believe... again, she plays a man. Uh, because before her transformation, mm. she was playing men roles. And then you. she changed and she played more female roles. I see. Uh, I remember her in the... What was it called? It was like celebrity. It was called something. the mustache was is too big. It was called a reality show on VH1 with these bitches and like celebrities <laughs> in a house. Okay. And she was in it. So she does talk a lot about, you know, her transformation and having to deal with that. But from what I hear, like her family treated her awesomely. That's but great. She, you know, she, she had to go through some tough times. So that kind of, of sucked. course, um, but she did pass away in 2015. Yeah. Um, I don't know how she died. Uh, it was in 2016. 
And 16, I'm yeah, sorry. She died of HIV complications. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the age of 47, so yeah, super young. She was really, really young. Uh, so when she did pass, the real George, boy George, loved this movie, loved her portrayal of him, mm-hmm. and dedicated, do you really want to hurt me, to her after she passed. Oh, that's really sweet. So the real boy George was like, Alexis, la 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 oh, la. That's la, really really sweet. Sing her a nice little song to her. So awesome. um, the last yeah. thing I'll say about her is, uh, well, actually, I got two other things to tell you. One, she ended up in another Adam Sandler movie where she plays Georgina in Blended, yeah! and Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore movie. So she plays yeah! Georgina in Blended, and also you might not recognize her. In she's all that. She plays Mitch, the underwear guy. You remember she's all that from the nineties, Freddie Prince Jr. Yes. and Rachel oh, Cook. Yes. When he goes to her like show, and they're doing this in uh, interpretive like dance thing, and they got uh, the two little people on stage, and the homeboy's like, "I want to be like Mike." Yes. Okay, Alexis yes. is the guy in the underwear that brings Pretty Prince up on stage. He's like, art is love, people. Art is love. Art is love. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched that movie so long. Yes, you're so right. You're yeah, so, right. so that is That's also hilarious. Alexis Arquette. But like you awesome. said, sadly, she, cool she did life. pass away. She was great. She was great. Yeah. And uh, I feel like she was our first transgendered uh, star. You might be right. At least big, big enough star that I know. Mm-hmm. So you know. I don't know. I can't speculate on it. Uh, I'm sad moving moving right along, though. Uh, Miss Angela Featherstone plays Linda, and she a bitch. Linda, you a bitch. <laughs> okay, so and that's I'm all I gotta say about you. that. No, I'm because <laughs> that's all I gotta say, bitch. So I'm gonna stop you because we're off right now. If I was going to watch one, it would be Seinfeld over Friends. Uh huh. But that's just me. That's just me. I never got into Seinfeld. I was a Friends uh, guy myself, personally. I know. Your family is full of Friends. I am not a friend. But I love, like, curvy enthusiasm, like, kind of. Well, humor, thank you so for I'm being with- my friend. Thank you for being a friend. Oh, yeah. See, look, I just wanted you to know. That I'm using my coaster. Yeah. Sitting on my desk. I can't see. Is that Blanche? That is Blanche. That's yeah. my girl. That's my girl. And then my uh, Betty White one is on my desk at work. I love so it. She's she at work. Mm-hmm. So we'll see her after this uh, coronavirus is over. I know. All my shit on my desk is just there. <laughs> it's going to be all dusty by the time I get back. It's a bullshit. Okay. Can we... Oh, oh, we're still talking about Linda. So tell me nah, some Linda stuff. I ain't got no. I'm done with Linda. Shit. Uh, yeah, she was in Seinfeld. She did Friends. She's still working. She's still doing her thing. We like her. You know. Can, I, can it, we talk about <laughs> Ru, uh, Rosie? Ellen, who plays Rosie? Yes. Oh, yes, because she's actually next on my people to talk about. <laughs> okay. So I went in a deep dive on this bitch. I wanted to know all about this old lady. Oh, by and, all means, share um, it with me. Are you ready? So she was 
a drama and dance teacher for 30 years. Damn. Are you serious? 30 years. And she retired. Yeah, she retired Mm -hmm. and got her first movie role in 1985, which is the year that this movie is supposed to be set in. Uh And she was at the age of 72. Ain't that a bitch? Or, I mean, not a bitch. That's That's fucking amazing, dude. Start your acting career at 72 years old. She already retired from working. Dude, <laughs> 30 second, years as a teacher. 30 years as a teacher. Uh, I think I'll try. I, I'll do it. I'll be an actor now. She taught drama. She taught dance. Yeah. That was her. I bet you she was an thing. incredible teacher, too. I bet she was. She seems sweet as hell. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, In every movie that she does. Yes. So when she did this movie, mm-hmm. Adam Sandler and Frank were like, hey, girl. We think it would be really, really funny if you would rap Rapper's Delight. Okay? That's awesome. It'd be really funny. And she's like, okay. I'm down. What's rap? <laughs> she had no clue what rap was. Oh, she's so cute. She's so cute. When she did this movie, she was 84 years old. She was 84 years old when she did this movie. Jeez. When she did this movie. So she didn't know what rap was. Okay. I was telling Selena about this today. I was like, she didn't even know what rap was until 1998, and Tupac was already dead by then. So she really didn't know anything. No, and she did so good, too. She did like, she's on beat, and, like, she's she's so cute. I love her so much. She's so cute. She said that she asked them to play the music for her, mm-hmm. and then she was like, well, can I dance to this? And they're like, yeah, move, dance, you know? It's rap. Fuck yeah, and can. she was like, you know, I she had done dance and piano since the age of five. Aww. So she is very musical and knows her body. So she became known as the rapping granny. I said a hip hop. ハッピーよ、ドンストップザロケットザベンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバンバン
but I oh, love Studio Dancing 54. Dottie? I think it is based on a real person. Yeah. Dancing Dottie is a real lady. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, she did a great job. Like you said, she's in Wendy Crashers. She's amazing. And uh, Sister Act. She is Sister Alma, Act One turn and your pack on. Six. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, she plays the piano. Uh, she was the cutest. Uh, she's in Sister Act Two, Back of the Habit, as well. So, yes, she you know, is. She's the cutest. Yeah, uh, and that's 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 all I got on her for this one. We'll talk about her again. Shit, when we do any of these wonderful movies that she's been in, Wedding yeah, Crashers, Sister in. Act, Fifty Four. You know, we're definitely we'll get doing some, some more fun Sister facts Act. about her. Yeah. <laughs> so moving right along, we got to talk about this asshole. Mr. Glenn Gulia. That's what you get for sticking your face. Sticking my face in other people's business. Business. <laughs> Why don't you write a song you about this? Sounds like a country song. <laughs> so Matthew Glave plays Glenn Gulia. Yep. Gulia. Julia's last name is going to be Gulia. That's funny. Gulia? Why is that funny? Julia Gulia. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he did a good job of being a dick. I call my niece Julia Gulia to this day. <laughs> I have called her that numerous of times as well. I hope she's seen the movie. I don't know if she's seen it I don't or know not. if she's ever seen the movie or if she just thinks that we're calling her Julia Gulia. Moses, if you're still listening that. in, find out. <laughs> oh, Moses, yeah, ask your, ask your sister if she's seen it. Because I've been doing it at least six years, and I know you've been doing it longer than that. I've probably been doing it since the movie came out. But I don't know That's if she's one. ever seen the movie. But either way, uh, so Matthew Glave plays Glenn Gulia, and this man has been on every fucking TV show that you could think of from every era. So check this out. So he started Golden Girls. I think he was on Fresh Golden Prince. Girls. Ch- no, no, no. I'm talking oh, about oh. I'm talking about shit that like is in his casting. So he was on okay, Jack. One, before you start, I just want to say that Ellen was on uh Golden Girls. She was on Golden she Girls. She was she was on a couple episodes mm-hmm. of there. By the way, just want to throw that out there because you know I love that fucking show. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so another show that you love, he was on Cheers. He was what on episode? Jack. What? He was on L.A. Law. He was on Doogie Howser. He's on American Horror Story. He's on NCIS, Shameless, uh, The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. The fucking list goes on. He's been on everything, dude. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck. Hold on. I didn't do much on him. because I I couldn't list all the TV shows that he's been on. Oh, he's on Feud, the Betty and Joan one. That was a good one. Yeah, he's been yeah, on he, fucking everything, dude. I do want to say that he aged really well. Yeah, he's a good-looking dude. And he's still working. Good-looking old white dude. He's still working to this day. Uh, he's got a new movie coming out right now, actually. Uh, he's working with Mr. Ben Affleck in The Way Back, that basketball movie that Ben Affleck is uh, coming out with that was supposed to drop in theaters right now. I think they're holding it back because of the coronavirus, but he is in there. He plays Coach Lombardo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right before that, he played uh, Chuck Yeager in First Man with uh, Ryan Gosling, the J- Damien Chazelle movie. 
Okay. So he's doing his thing to this day, man. Do you want to know mm. who was up for the role of Glenn? Oh, yeah. Please tell me. Please tell me. Well, here we go. <laughs> Charlie Sheen. I can see that. He's an asshole. I totally can see that. <laughs> uh, Matthew Broderick. I can't see that. Not so much. He's, he's too Not much. So much. Of, he's played too many nice guys. On um, John Cryer. Mm, maybe. I like the idea of Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen is the biggest. But I feel like so he would play I a drug him. addict asshole. John Cryer, I only see as like, you know, like Ducky and like mm-hmm. two and a half men. So I don't see him as being that dick dick guy. No, he's too um, nice. But do you want to know who the original person who this role was, I guess, written for? Hit me with it. Jim Carrey. I think I could see it, and I would have kind of yeah. enjoyed it. He would have been a hilarious uh, right? Glenn Gulia. He would have been really good. However, yeah. I think he may have like overdone it. I don't think Adam Sandler and Jim Carrey have ever done a movie together, now that I think about it. That's what I'm saying. The outtakes alone would have been <laughs> worth it. <laughs> like I like the outtakes of Blended. Like I ended up watching right. them today. <laughs> And it was hilarious, and that didn't even have Jim Carrey. And who's funnier than that fucking dude? All right? He's like a goose, <laughs> <laughs> like you know. He's like so hilarious. <laughs> like one of my favorites. I I I I would enjoy the hell out of Jim Carrey playing this role. I just don't know if he would steal too much away from the story, or if the movie would even get finished. Because Jim Carrey <laughs> is a big personality. And back then, he, he was all about his method acting life. You know, like uh, when this he was doing true. Man on the Moon, the, mo- the movie barely got made. I mean, I really enjoy Man on the Moon, and mm-hmm. I think it's underrated. Like, I think we it's should a great have it movie. on the show. But as he movie. states it, um, he was never on he the set. He lost his mind. He lost his he mind. He was exactly. never on the set. Exactly. He was never on the set. This is true. And that documentary, I think we should have Dogma, and that should be on there because that's actually a great documentary, especially a movie-based documentary. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Yeah. But moving right along, so Matthew, I, I really want to see The Way Back. I think it's it looks really good. And you know me, I love my basketball movies. So when that comes out, I'm definitely going to check it out. You know? Uh, but... In the meantime, we got to talk about Mr. Alan Covert, who plays Sammy. This I fucking guy. Saved, I was waiting for your reaction. <laughs> I'm just going to say that I saved everything because I wanted to do Grandma's Voice so bad. So bad. I oh love that movie. God. Okay. And he's a star of that movie. So uh, I think he did great in this one. I love his little, you know, monologue speech about being a. Uh, you know, he wanted to be the Fonz. Uh-huh. I grew nobody up idolizing guys like Fonzie and Vinnie Barbarino because they got a lot of chicks. You know what happened to Fonzie and Vinnie Barbarino? Oh, what? They got canceled. No, they got old. They got old and they canceled their oh, show. Oh, yeah, that's right. No he did say they got canceled. They all got canceled because nobody wants to see a 50-year-old guy hitting on chicks. Here's the thing. Nobody want to see that shit. 
to all you I don't old mind men at the club. I don't mind seeing a 50-year-old dude. I don't mind. <laughs> I don't. But I personally like older dudes. So. Why? Because he's got his own table? He got bottle service? Yeah. Older <laughs> guys have money. They're established. They probably usually and have kids And they got pills already, to help them so out nowadays. They got pills to keep them going. Young, Their kids are older. These young brothers can't it. keep up. We, we haven't been working for 30. Well, shit. I don't know. I've been working for 20 myself. So I don't know what these old men I are doing. I started working in 1996, bitch. There you go. When I was nine. <laughs> that funnel cake life. <laughs> that funnel cake life, man. I've been working my whole damn life. <laughs> Since I was nine, I've had a job. Oh so. my god! <laughs> <laughs> I think I got my first like job at nine years old. Also, I was walking door to door selling those big ass like five dollar candy boxes to yeah. residents and shit. You knew oh, that shit, shit was a scam. Yeah. You knew that shit Whatever. was a scam immediately. They had us memorize this whole speech and stuff. Hello, sir. My name is Jason, and I'm from America's Future, and it's this program that takes every. <laughs> <laughs> You're so. Yeah. See? Hey, and Working every night we sold, forever. you know, however many candies that we could sell, and all that got me was like enough money to go to Taco Bell that night. Taco Bell! Yeah, that was it. Didn't last Working hard. Yeah. Well, you know, I work all damn day for my parents carrying heavy shit and being in a hot tent. $25 <laughs> a day. $25. I was it. I don't want to talk about it. I get paid more now by them. But <laughs> yes, there was a big part where I was only like $25 and I thought I was a shit. Um, I do shit. have a foot. That was a decent amount. Well, I don't know. That's not true. Shit. My first, like, legit For job where I had to yeah. fill out a W-2 was at McDonald's, and I was making five twenty-five. So multiply that times eight hours, I was making, like, maybe 40 bucks a day. That's, see, it's about double what I was making. Bro. But that's before taxes. That bitch, FICA, took, the like, $10 on her own. Who that bitch? FICA. <laughs> that bitch, FICA. I mean, dude. Then you got Social Security, then you got state, then you got federal. Like, I maybe walked away with 25 bucks a day. <laughs> Your shit was under the I table. Was... <laughs> well, anytime you want to come work for Bracey's Funnel Cake Factory, you give me a fucking holler. You can take my spot. <laughs> I hate that shit. Mr. Bracey, okay. I got oh. you. <laughs> Funnel cake is awesome. Hey, I'm not going to lie. I would like for... to do that one day, mostly because I'd be hanging out with you guys. Yeah. Uh, and, and my dad's I don't want to be the beer. only family member that never worked for Bracey's Funnel Cake. That's true. Come on through. He supplies us with beer while we do it, too, because he knows we don't want to do it. Oh, shit. So okay. we get beer. Yeah. <laughs> you have my attention. When, yeah. When I don't have <laughs> beer, I'm like, Daddy, what the fuck, dude? You got me out here sweating and there's no beer involved? What's wrong with you? All right, we got to get right. back to this movie. <laughs> I'm getting hot. This wig is making me hot. Let's do this. So like you said, uh, Alan Covert was in Grandma's Boys. He's uh, he's the lead, if I'm not mistaken, if memory serves he correctly. He sure is. You know, and that's a great you know, fucking Stoner movie. Month. <laughs> Stoner Month. Stoner Month, The great sure. Stoner movie. So check I love it. He this does a great shit movie. out. So Alan has been in 44 different projects. 
23 of those were Adam Sandler movies. All the way back to 1989 when he did that like uh, lifeguard movie or swimming movie or whatever it was. Yeah. So ever since See? then, like he is the most cast actor in an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, he shows up him in uh Steve Buscemi. <laughs> or like probably Steve the Buscemi. most in his movies. <laughs> but Alan uh So fifty percent wanna... of his career is Adam Sandler movies. That's what I'm trying to do with you, boo. I need you to give me twenty five percent of my uh, working <laughs> from you. Write some scripts, put a girl in it. I'm working on it. I need the money. To be honest with you, uh, people send your donations time. to Lights, Camera, Cocktails for Jason's Cocktails. first full length movie. We're trying to make this thing, but we need 30 sure. G's. I do uh, say that I have been pondering ideas since we are stuck here in coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. I've been working on some uh, script ideas. So there you go. We'll see what comes out of here. I feel like a lot of art is going to come out of us being quarantined. Dude, a lot of these challenges and stuff. I saw something about people getting challenged to do uh, Shakespeare monologues on camera and stuff. Ooh. That's kind of cool. I would do something like that. I'm glad that you guys did not challenge me to do like 11 push-ups. <laughs> but if you want to challenge me to do a Shakespeare monologue, I'll do that one. There you go. I'm on it. There you go. But the the... <laughs> Push-ups, I was like, if, if she challenged if me... these motherfuckers I'm challenge me to do another push-up. If they hey. challenge me to do a push-up, I'm doing push-ups into cake. Like, I was going to do the fattest <laughs> push-up I could possibly do. You actually you have uh, a challenge that you did not address yet. You got, or we got challenged to do a shot on Lights, Camera, oh, Cocktails. Okay. So, uh, I don't remember who it was that challenged us, but they tagged us in a challenge. So, here we go. Uh... See a shot, take a shot challenge right now. See a shot, take a shot. I'm ready, girl. All right, you ready? <laughs> Cheers. See a shot, take a Cheers. shot right here. Oh, shit. Wow. That's that Jamaican rum right there. You guys trying to get me drunk tonight. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I'll cut that out and I'll post that on Lights, Camera, Cocktails. And tag whoever it was that uh, challenged us. Who wanted me to drink? Because I'm fucking. <laughs> Raise your hand right I'm... now in the comments below. <laughs> I'm all hot and sweaty. Let's get this shit. Hey, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little shit. fucked up right now. Whatever. I got a wig on. I'm sweating over here. I'm going to listen to some Flock of Seagulls after this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. <clears throat> Right, I want to so, give you a fun fact while we're right here. Can I give right, you a fun fact? Throw me that fun fact. Are, unless, are we still on Sammy? What's his face? Alan? Yeah, because I got I to gotta tell you that, you know, even though he has, like, done a bunch of Adam Sandler movies, he's done some other ones also, which are usually either Kevin James or Drew Barrymore or Ben Stiller movies. Like, he was in Heavyweights. He was in Deuce Bigelow. You know. Uh, he was a camera guy in Heavyweights. He was a camera right. guy in Heavyweights. Exactly. He got pissed off. He's like, yep. "That man, that guy owes me, you know, six hundred bucks or whatever the hell Fuck, it was." Yeah, he was, he was mad all the money <laughs> he owed him. God damn it! Yeah, mm -hmm. I love that movie. That was a great I fucking movie. I would have to watch great it. Great fucking too. movie. Yeah, but give me okay. that fun fact. I'm hot. Too and hot. I'm drunk. 
Too hot in the hot tub. Okay. (laughs) Gonna get in the hot tub. (laughs) So Tim Hurley, who is the writer for this movie, um, said that he's a longtime collaborator. He's part of the Adam Sandler train. Okay. And he's written for Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Waterboy, Mr. Deeds, Bedtime Stories, and Grown Ups 2. Nice. So he... he I never saw Bedtime Stories, but I've seen most of those other ones. Bedtime Stories was good. It was a good, cute little... I mean, it wasn't like... It was a, it was a, a kid's movie, you know? Yeah, right? it was a family movie. It was a good family movie. He tells stories. Stories kind of come... To life. Okay. It, it, yeah, it, it was good. Um, but yeah, he wrote for that. Um, other people who wrote who were wrote wrote for this movie but weren't credited for this movie was Carrie Fisher. That's right. Yeah. Adam Sandler. Uh-huh. Uh Judd Apatow. One more. Stereo, Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow also they, had a hand. I mean, the comedy fucking genius himself, you know. Uh I was surprised when thing. I saw that Carrie Fisher uh was uh a writer on this as well, which I don't understand why there were so many people that weren't credited. Like you remember, I was talking about that earlier. How I don't uh, there know was why people either. that were in this that does weren't Adam credited. Sandler do that? Is that his thing? I mean, it's or not he, his like, movie. Gets his friends, you know, this is not, this is not his project uh, specifically. It's not a Happy Madison movie. No, no, this was it's New Line. It's, it's New Line. You're yeah, right. There you go. So check this out. Uh, also, Steve Buscemi and John Lovitz were not credited on this movie. And maybe that was because of their choice. I don't know, because it was maybe a smaller movie. I'm not sure. Okay, John Lovett, but, I can understand. He has one scene. Yeah. But Steve Buscemi has at least three or four scenes in this movie. Well, he has two. Yeah, like three or four scenes. Uh, he's in yeah. the beginning and he's in the end. But check this out. They are the credited on the soundtrack. Because they are. They the soundtrack was. Hey, Shad, this is my Jimmy brother. Morris saying that ain't no sock in my crotch. Okay, take four, everybody. <laughs> Sophisticated mama. You Come disco on, you disco lady. lady. Stay with me tonight, yeah. mama. <laughs> yeah, so um, I. Rashad had the soundtrack when I was a kid. Okay. And somehow I took it from him. And a lot of the 80s songs from this movie, I guess the first time I did hear them was this movie, I guess. Now that I think about it. Um, like, but I fucking loved dude, it. Dude, this they soundtrack had the rap is and granny so on there, man. fucking good. They had, you know, there's Billy two Idol. actual soundtracks. Okay. There's a soundtrack one, which is the one that I had. Uh-huh. But there's a Wedding Singer volume two that had more songs on it. That was dropped also the same year, but I only have the first one. Okay. Uh, personally, like I they got feel that like German song "99 Red Balloons." 99, let's move Yeah. So it had a lot of great '80s songs. '80s was like one of my favorite. But um, people going talk shit on the, the '80s. Writing, '80s were a great time for music. I love '80s. Music. I love '80s movie. I think <laughs> it's great. Uh, but going back to the writing of this movie, mm-hmm. so Carrie Fisher. Is an uncredited writer for this movie, and she really worked on Julia's character. So Julia okay. Gulia, Julia <laughs> her, Gulia, 
her character um, was really flushed out because apparently in previous Adam Sandler movies, women are just there as object. Yeah, for him, he he doesn't they write women the, the best. He doesn't. And, and I, I don't know which movies came out before this that were uh, Adam Sandler movies, but Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore. Okay, but yeah, like they I were said, there the to pro- uh, to move the story along more so than uh, as their own. They didn't have their own story to tell. Yeah, and so Carrie Fisher, I think she is the one to uh, credit for making Julia's character three dimensional instead of like one dimensional of Got just being I like that this a lot. Bitch that she's, which I love because, to be honest with you. They don't write good scripts for women. They don't. They don't write good parts for us. Uh-huh. And especially a woman of color, we definitely are like on the lower end of getting really good scripts. So having someone as great as Carrie Fisher, RIP, love that bitch, yeah. um, to put her time in to make sure that Julia's character is more fleshed out is super cool. And uh, I appreciate it and acknowledges it because still I feel like if if the Adam Sandler's movie doesn't have Drew Barrymore in it uh-huh. the women aren't there aren't good parts for them. No even there's in not. Grown like ups, you think of even uh, in grown ups that they're not you think when they're a little bit more fleshed out but they, there's better, like five different in characters in that one so in this one That's you think you think if of you Happy Gilmore, you think Jones. of Billy Madison, and you think of Miss Vaughn, and you think of Virginia Bennett, and immediately they're already pre-established of what they want. They don't have any like growth. All they're doing really is pushing Adam Sandler to whatever his goal is. Grow up. You know, exactly. Usually. Like, go grow up, graduate, get your hotel, or grow up. Be an adult. Raise his kids. Do this Subway commercial and make a million dollars to save your grandma's house. When are we going to do that? I fucking love Happy Gilmore. <laughs> They're like, take care of this kid that you found on the street that you might think is yours. You know, like... It, it, he oh, yeah, and then there's Big Daddy, of course. Yeah. He doesn't write well, or his company doesn't write well for women. Mm-hmm. Even in grown-ups, I feel like. If you anything, know, all those like movies half-ass. are all ambitious women, though. They're all uh, career-oriented women that aren't looking for a relationship, and then they stumble upon Adam Sandler. This dumbass. And he kind of like yeah, charms I can, I'll them, give I you guess that. you could say. I'll give you that. I'll but, give you that. you know, at the end of the day, they're on his side. Uh, so, but that being said, Christine Taylor is one of my favorite characters in this movie. Wait, she, I didn't finish my fact. Oh, what was the fact? So, Tim... Uh-huh. When uh, Adam said, you know what? I really want to do a movie about a wedding singer who gets left at the altar. Nice. And so Tim was like, okay, that's a good idea. He kind of let it wash over him. And then he turned on the radio for inspiration. And he was listening to a, Coast I guess a radio. <laughs> it's called. It was whatever radio station he was listening to had a show called Lost in the Eighties, and it played nothing but Eighties joints. Nice. And so he was like, "This movie needs to be set in the Eighties," and that's kind of how we got this cool ass shit. 
Literally. There were so many amazing love songs in the 80s that could have been thrown into this. And I'm glad they didn't go that route. Yeah. You know, they wrote original songs for this movie. Like there's a couple Robbie's <laughs> his heartbreak song in the middle. You don't Man, he was listening know. to the cure a lot. No. Much I was to the cure I need I you. Need you. But it all was all bullshit. bullshit. It was, it was a, goddamn a goddamn joke. joke. <laughs> and when I think of you, Linda, <laughs> I hope you fucking choke. I love it. Yeah. Hope. And then he goes right back into the verse. <laughs> he wrote half of it when he was with her, half of it when he was not. Yeah, you got this weird mixed up song. These things uh, grow old with you. I love which that song. Apparently, is a wedding staple song. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people sing it to their loved ones on their wedding day. I have that song memorized. I've had it memorized for like 10 years. It's such a great song. Regardless of who wrote it or the fact that it came out of a movie, it's a great fucking song. It's a great song. All I'm saying is, if a guy was dating said that he would let me hold the remote control, I would die. Oh my God. Oh my God. Wait, I can hold the remote? I can choose what we watch on TV? Okay, I can spend my life with you. Let you hold the remote control. <laughs> or wait, you're gonna okay. do the dishes and carry me to bed when I've drank too in much. In our kitchen. Oh thing. fuck yeah, absolutely. You don't have to carry me to bed when I drink too much, but do the dishes in our kitchen sink and let me control the TV because I got good, good ideas. I gotta introduce you watch. to Golden Girls and Cheers. And yeah, how I met your Cheers. mother. How I met your mother, <laughs> Martin. Living single? Yes. Like, I'm all over here. <laughs> I'm all over here. Yes. You so. know what's interesting is uh, I have since uh, fallen out of uh, all the streaming networks that we have that I went into the interwebs to find things to watch. So oh, shit. a couple of days ago, I was like, you know what? I don't want to watch Netflix. I don't want to watch Hulu, Disney Plus, Amazon, this, that, and the other. Let me see if I can find something that I really want to watch. I looked up Damon Wayne's last uh, stand-up comedy from like 1996, and I found it on some random website, and we watched that shit for an hour and a half. It was absolutely hilarious. See? <laughs> oh, okay. So I totally understand. I feel like this quarantine time has Enough made like people seagulls. have to watch things. Um. I personally could not find the wedding singer. Uh-huh. I asked you to send it to me, and when you send it to me, I couldn't open that. Oh no! So I did have to go to the store to find this movie. Really? Because I was like, "Oh hell no!" You <laughs> like, risked oh, your no. life. I did to find the wedding I risked singer. my life, and I I, I went hope to the you place. You guys I, understand what we go through for you. I went to the place I hate the most. Walmart. <laughs> no, Walmart. I fucking hate Walmart. It's like my, ugh, I hate that place. <laughs> and I went in there and I dug in the big infested $5 bin to find this fucking movie so I could watch it. No and, shit. And, you know, yeah. And I owned it before this movie, but I can't find it. I got you. I think How I much time do we got something. left on Instagram before we get cut off again? It won't tell me, but it tells me within it's like 30 seconds. 
Oh, shit. All right. Well, moving right along then. Let's talk about uh, my girl, Miss Christine Taylor, plays Holly Sullivan. So check this out. You know how... uh, I'm going to tell you this. Her first job ever as an actress was on Mm -hmm. the well-known TV show from the 80s, Dallas. Hang on, huh? I'm watching Dallas. I think JR might be dead or something. They shot him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You remember what? when Frank talking about, hold on, I'm watching Dallas. I think JR might I'm, be dead or something. They shot him. Might be dead or something. <laughs> I was going to say, they totally mentioned Dallas in this show. That was Christine's first that. job as an actress was on Dallas. She played one episode. She played a character named Margaret. <laughs> I wonder. I'm just going to say, I wonder if they knew that and they did that. That's what I wondered too. I couldn't really find out. Because, but I find it funny. That's really funny <laughs> that you know he does totally mention it. She's like, "Come on, get in the car." And he's well, like, also the, the moment shot. when Jr. got shot on Dallas, the world was, was watching. Like everybody the in the United was States was g- tuned in on that episode. It was now, like I personally, the same as the last episode of Mash. Like the whole country was watching. Personally, those two shows that you just named, I don't watch. But I I do, I do know those episodes. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, it was one of those. It was like The Simpsons, Who Shot Burns? Uh huh. Burns, exactly. Kind of deal. It was. It's almost a part of like American history, or if anything, American cinema history. Like on this day, especially in the eighties. Yeah, especially on the eighties. Mm-hmm. Because they had to go a whole summer, and everybody's like, well, who the fuck shot JR? <laughs> Everybody hates him. Who shot him? Yeah, the closest so, thing we I, get I now it. is uh, fucking, what the hell is it called? Shit, I fucked up my flock of seagulls. Get, I was about to say, girl, keep, keep it right. I got my pony. <laughs> uh, the Walking I'm Dead sad. when uh, Glenn died. Somebody Nobody died. knew what was going to oh. happen until next summer. You know, Negan was all eeny, meeny, miny, mo. If you haven't seen it now, it's Ugh. been like seven years. But that episode, that's about as three, close as yes. we got. But the numbers do not even compare to what happened during Dallas, during MASH, during uh, Simpsons. It's not the same because you had regularly scheduled programming back then. I mean, you do for The Walking Dead because it's, it's not a... But not as Hulu many people tune in because they know that they can see it the next day on Hulu. You know what I mean? That's true. It's but not it like people stop the their lives to watch now because they know that they can't catch it later. That makes reruns that's true, are not but a But the thing. hysteria is still there because I personally was like, "Is Glenn dead or is he not dead?" Because there was a part where mm-hmm. we didn't think he. We thought Glenn was dead, and he wasn't dead. I found out it, before I watched it, yeah, and I was you, pissed. I was like, you motherfuckers on Facebook. Or Instagram, I am a Walking Dead fan. I saw it. But, <laughs> but either Rashad's way. up in the building. You like my outfit? Burr, 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 burr. Hold on, I'm hearing two voices. Who the hell is that? Oh, What's happening? It was good, right? His hair was so good. What's the matter? Where are you going? <laughs> Don't get frightened by my. By oh my, my goodness! Hey, Rashad, let me ask he you something. He looks so good. Let yeah. me ask you something. You like flock of seagulls? <laughs> he said, "Do you like flock of seagulls?" <laughs> he says, "Yeah." I can see you do. <laughs> Especially to his hair. He's taking a shot of rum. 
Oh my god. I got my ponytail, you like my hair? Yeah, I'm like, I just like What have these he people been the all night? I didn't even realize nobody came in and said hi to us all night. They went on a little date. Oh, and they that's just got cute. Back. We just I'm in love with Mr. Rogers. I've always been in love with him. Nice. We'll talk later because okay. I don't talk about that. We got a podcast to do. But, dude, okay. I would have thought that Rashad would be all about this movie. He is all about I told you I took his soundtrack to this movie. It was your <laughs> soundtrack to Wedding Singer. And I, I took it. Else he got from someone else. And I took it. And I just listened to it a lot. And I told him a lot of these 80s songs. I learned and loved because mm, of this movie. Right. Yeah. Hey, this rum and coke is good, though. I like that you added the limes to this rum and coke because it's got me feeling nice. The lemon, the lime makes The lime it is what does it. I got one lime left, matter of fact. But Cuba I got no Libre. coke left. Cuba Libre. <laughs> Cuba oh, I got Libre. <laughs> I got more coke for you. You want some coke? Yeah, can I get just, just a little bit? Here, go ahead. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> Thank you. That's good. That's good right there. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know what we were talking about, but he walked in and he <laughs> laughed at my wig. We were talking about and Christine that's Taylor. We <laughs> <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he was all thinking back. And then he saw my hair and was like, what the fuck? <laughs> that's how we do it on Lights Camera Cocktails. Cocktails! <laughs> Alright, so that's check this shit. out. So, uh-huh. uh, most people know that uh, Christine Taylor was married to Ben Stiller. Uh, it was only recently Until, that they separated. Uh, they separated in two. They were married from 2000 to 2017. Yeah. Uh, they did Zoolander together. Uh-huh. They which did Dodgeball together. I always found that together, hilarious because she's so repulsed by him in that movie. He is gross in that movie, though. <laughs> Nobody I'm makes me be bleed my own blood. No, I believe my own blood. I do believe that that character is the same exact character as heavyweight. That's just my to a degree, yeah. Just a little more eccentric, a little yeah. There's there's definitely White Goodman has very similar characteristics to the character in Heavyweights. I don't remember his name right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. But yeah, she's in a number of Ben Stiller movies, obviously, because she's a great actress also. But before that, she's in a little-known movie, a martial arts movie called The Showdown. It's a Billy Blanks movie, yo. I feel like I've probably seen it, but I don't remember her. So she plays the love interest, obviously, of the main guy, Ken. And Billy Blanks plays the janitor, and Ken is the new kid at school, and he falls in love with her, and then the main bully is dating her, and he's like, you don't get to mess with my girl, this, that, and the other, beats his ass. All of a sudden, the janitor saves his life, and then teaches him how to fight, and this other guy who played the Sandman in an Adam uh, in a uh, John Claude Van Damme movie is the main villain, and him and Billy Blanks have this whole history of how Billy Blanks killed his brother back when he was a cop. And then he comes back and has to save Ken's life. Ken gets in a fight with the bully at school, beats his ass. But the main villain is like, no, the fight's not over. Fuck that. You're fighting me next. And then Billy Blanks comes in. He's like, no, you you and me are fighting for this shit. It's very Mr. Miyagi-ish. 
but it sounds like a low budget ass yes, movie. That's absolutely. what it sounds like. So this was what in the I 80s re- and she played the main love interest. And I love this movie because it's nostalgic. What I think of when I think of her is the Brady Bunch girl. Yes, she, Marcia, she played Marsha. She's Marsha Brady. <laughs> Let's not forget she's Marsha Brady. Okay, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. She's, <laughs> she's in the Brady's once and Brady's two. She in it. So I love her. I think she's so cute. She's so funny. Yeah. Um, I do love the movies that she do with Ben Stiller. Mm-hmm. But they haven't been together since 2017. Yeah. And they and got two kids together. You know what else she did? She was in The Craft. Not too many people realize that. Uh, that was my next song <laughs> back. Because she... Oh, let's see your Because that's the next song back. Because she is the one... Who loses her hair? It just keeps falling out. I don't know what's wrong. I don't, I don't know what's wrong. You know what's wrong, bitch? You, you were fucked a bitch. with the wrong witch. Yeah, that's what's just wrong. Uh-huh. You crying in the shower because you were mean to the wrong chick. Yeah, she was bald. Hey, and check mm-hmm. this out. Did you ever watch Arrested Development? She does a good job, and I didn't put too many fun facts because the craft will be in October because. I haven't had a witch movie in a minute. It's been a while. Like, we were supposed yeah. to do Midnight Margaritas, and that didn't happen. You know, <laughs> brother bought a coconut, it bought a paradise. <laughs> Literally, that would probably be our first Halloween movie, because I love Practical Magic. Fuck yeah. Sandra Bullock, bitch! Fucking Sandra love Sandra Bullock, Bullock. Bitch. <laughs> I love that bitch. She's my favorite. All right, so check this out. I don't have too many other things to say about Miss Christine. Uh, I will say that uh, she did 11 episodes of uh, Arrested Development, and they span across uh, a number of years, if I'm not mistaken. Like, she comes back here uh, and there. She and Ben Stiller have showed up on that show. Yeah. So that's a fun fact for mm-hmm. you. And she got a new movie that's coming out called Friendsgiving. She plays a character named Brienne. Uh, so, you know, she's still working. And I, I love, love Friendsgiving. She's fucking great. I've Wait, been doing that, it has for that like... movie already come out? Or are you talking about Friendsgiving as in the holiday Friendsgiving? I'm talking about the holiday. No, I haven't seen <laughs> oh, the yeah. movie. But I love Friendsgiving. Spending, I've spent like, many of Friendsgiving. The next Friday or Saturday with your friends doing a whole nother Thanksgiving is the best. We do that almost every other year here at the house. I think you've been to a couple now that I think about it. I sure have. <laughs> Especially last last Thanksgiving. We all got lit. I was I just wanna just you can cut this, I don't give a shit. But last I cut Thanksgiving nothing. I personally made Jason's entire family cocktails. I was like, what you want, bitch? I think you made me a toasted fisherman, if I'm not mistaken. I sure did make you a toasted fisherman. You know how I love them toasted fishermen. I do. I do. (laughs) So I made sure you had them. Hey, can you make me a good fellow next year? Um, Because that's that's my new drink also. That shit is delicious. I just want to tell you that your next Christmas gift is a bottle of homemade limoncello. So, yeah, girl. Yes. That's what you're getting for Christmas. I love it. I love it. It's not even made yet, but I'm so excited. <laughs> I might start making some now. I was thinking of actually going to buy lemon and, and vodka 
this week because shit, I'm home. Yeah. I might as well shake it every day and make yeah. it for a month. So we'll see shit. how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But you will get it for Christmas. That's okay. happening. Well, it, we have reached that time where we talk about our main characters of the movie. And crazy as it sounds, we have never talked about Drew Barrymore. I mean, we've talked oh about her like in little snippets, but we've not done a movie with her in it. In two okay. fucking I years, damn near 100 episodes, we've never done a Drew Barrymore ep- uh, episode. Okay, are you ready? Is that who we're talking about? Because I have... You're the quarterback. Yeah. I'm just here. Drew Barrymore. Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Drew Barrymore. I just want to give this information because I don't know if you know this or I don't know if a lot of people know this, but mm-hmm. I'm going to give you some knowledge on Miss Barrymore here. Okay. So Drew Barrymore started acting when she was 11 months. That's how old she was when she started we didn't know her. She's like a uh, she Mary Kate seven. Ashley Olsen style. Yes, she. We personally didn't know who Juju was until ET e. when she was seven. Uh huh. Okay, but Drew Barrymore is a very special breed of people mm-hmm. because not only can she find her lineage back four hundred. Years, the fuck four hundred years. That's before okay. America got founded. I'm just about to tell you, buckle up. Okay, buckle up, girl, because oh, I got All some right, stuff for you. I'm, I'm just listening. We're Everybody talking about listening. the Barrymore. I don't know what the fuck's about to happen. We're about to but talk about the Barrymore. I hope you guys are drinking family. with us. Boom. Mm. <laughs> Barrymore family. Okay, goes back four hundred years. Like I said. Actors, not like oh, this family no goes back for no fucking years. way of actors. Okay, Dude. buckle up. You're, okay. I'm, I'm about to blow your fucking mind right now. Get ready. So, in the 1800s, uh-huh. Drew Barrymore's grandfather or great grandfather, uh, Marcus decided that he wanted to be an actor, but back in the 1800s, being an actor. What? Oh, you drinking champagne, girl? I'm drinking champagne, girl. Nice. I was earlier anyway. <laughs> That's my favorite drink. That's why I stopped. Just wanted to say that. We almost so, did um, champagne for this episode. We did. So, um, if anything, it's my fault. <laughs> it's okay. It'll happen. But hey, this uh, this rum and coke is damn good. I'm good. I'm fucking. Mm. Oh, now it's nothing but so rum when, at this point. <laughs> okay, so time out. Okay, so Marcus her great-grandfather in the 1800s decided that he wanted to be an actor. Okay. okay? Back then, being an actor was like, if you were like, you know what, Mom? I want to be a prostitute. Your parents wouldn't want you to be a prostitute or a stripper, right? Yeah, because it was like, it was a public service. You made no money whatsoever. Zero. And you were like, people thought if you were an actor, you weren't going to heaven. Mm. That is where we were at with actors. Uh Uh-huh. So, Marcus, was like, hey, mom and dad, I'm about to be an actor. I understand. I don't want to shame the family, so I'm changing my last name to Barrymore. Is that where stage names came from? Yes, that is where stage names came from because families didn't want to be associated with actors because actors were like, yes, not going to heaven. Okay, 
So Marcus left, changed his name to Barrymore. Tonight, he was born in India to British parents. Okay, so they're British, and when he decided <laughs> to be an actor, like he's British. Born well, from England. Oh. From England. Um, <laughs> so he left and moved to Cal- to America, and he's joined an acting troupe. And so the acting troupe uh, took him in and he started traveling the world acting. And he met a woman and married her. She was also a fellow thespian mm-hmm. and she was out there making her money. Um, it's hard to do because she, they didn't have too many women in uh, as actresses. This is true. Back then, most of the men had to play the women's roles. And this that's probably true. why people didn't like the idea of actors in the first place, because then men would have to kiss men and they weren't about that exactly. except closed doors. Fucking assholes. People, people who don't know Romeo and Julia were always played by two men. Yep. For a long ass time. Uh, I'm just telling you <laughs> my theater knowledge is just, I know so much shit. Okay. So let's get back to the Barrymore. Okay. He married, he married this woman who was also a thespian and she came from a long line of actors herself. Okay. And her father, John, John Drew. See where I'm going with that? Uh-huh. He owned his own street theater in Philadelphia. This is still in the 1800s. Shit. So that, so those two. Uh-huh. Had children, and those children became actors. So, like Drew Barrymore's grandfather, John Barrymore, was an actor in silent films yep. and in talkies. Mm-hmm. And his siblings were also actors, like uh, Lionel Barrymore, who you have seen in It's a Wonderful Life. Yep. He plays the mean uh, banker yep. who takes the money and, like, you know, was all shady with it. Mm-hmm. So he is a Barrymore. He was also in Captain Courageous, which my dad gave me a whole 30 minute conversation about. <laughs> uh, Did today. you make him a rum and coke? No. Where's he at? I made him a mimosa. Okay. He had a mimosa. He's okay. fine. He's fine. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> so John Barrymore is her grandfather. Uh, Lionel Barrymore would be her great uncle. Okay, and he was in like a Wonderful Life. That she has an aunt named Ethel Barrymore, and she was a bunch of final movies and talkies. And then her parents also drawn. His name was John Drew Barrymore. He was an actor. He showed up on bit parts of like Gunsmoke. Regardless, he was an actor nonetheless. He was an actor, and so was her mom. And so when they had her, they put her in acting at 11 months because Fuck, she's a dude. Barrymore. Yeah. And that's what we do. And so they did that. And it's her like mom joining the cir- was, It's like growing up in the circus. Yeah. No, her this mom is the family business. Like, yes. It, it literally is 400 years of a family business. That's her mom crazy. was also an actress. Um, not, I don't, I didn't see anything that she has been in, so I don't think I've ever seen her. Okay. Um, 
but she ended up being kind of like a stage mom manager kind of deal and was the one who took her to like studio 54 at the age of like eight um you know and that's where i'm not kidding you she drew barrymore as a uh that different type of education was going to club 54 I mean, you this know, would explain, dancing. you know, how she had her little downward spiral. Uh, she got into bit. smoking and drugs and mm-hmm. alcohol because she started at such a young age. Yeah. Where she ended up being in rehab at the age of 12 to 13 Fuck, because dude. she didn't know what to do. She said she grew up without parents and um, she did a lot of charity work mm-hmm. as an adult. I mean, big ups to her for finding her way back to center and turning her life around because not everybody she, has the, the capability to do that. For real. She is one of the, like, she was really into big into alcohol and drugs. Uh-huh. She went to rehab. She came out. She did a lot of charity, charity work with uh, children hospitals and children charities. And she said that that made her prepared to be a mother because her having her parents didn't really help her on being a mother. Because no, she didn't no, really they basically were like, you know, figure it out on your own sort of shit. Pretty much. So as we speak now, Drew Barrymore has two children. I think they're daughters, two daughters. Um, Let me ask her you this. Husband. Are they going into the acting field? She said, as long as they're underage, they will not be in anything. Ah, she's going to let anything. them make the choice. So when they're of, 18 of age, they can make the choice to continue on the Barrymore and the Drew family legacy, okay. or they cannot. Yeah, it's entirely but up as to them. We speak, yeah, as we speak, Drew Barrymore is the last Barrymore. Okay. She's also the most successful. I wouldn't say that. Oh, okay. Because I think... uh, What's his name? Leonard Barrymore, the one that was in It's It's a Wonderful Life. Uh I believe he was nominated for Academy Award or won one. Okay. But, you know, I wouldn't say that she's the most successful one because... Her family is so deep into actors. It's yeah. like But you crazy. can't, you know, she's definitely up there. Yeah, she is. She is. Especially for our generations, because yeah. if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't know what the Barrymore is what. Yeah, when I was sure. in high school. We didn't, wouldn't have done this I, research if it wasn't for Drew Barrymore. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I wanted to give you guys the mm. as much scope of how awesome her family is. And... We wouldn't for that we wouldn't have Charlie's Angels. Yes. Okay. So when she was a teenager, she got uh-huh. in trouble with doing alcohol and drugs, uh-huh. and she went to jail. When she got out of jail, it was kind of hard for her to get work. If you could believe that. Yeah. Um. She had that Robert Downey life. She did. She did. So she got clean. She got better. She found her focus and started her own production company. There you go. It's just like. Butterfly something. I can't remember what. Oh, I can't remember. I should have wrote it down. I'm sorry. That's all I had right. a lot That's of okay. notes. 
but she started her own production company that did like Never Been Kids and a bunch of other uh, Drew Barrymore movies. Okay. And now I'm they're at the Josie point where they're Josie making. Josie anymore. Josie, I'm not Josie Crosby. <laughs> okay, so she did a lot of bunch of different <laughs> things, and she is a phenomenal actress. And she turned that production company also into a beauty company. So she also oh, okay. has her own makeup company because this you. bitch can do anything she wants. And I just wanted to let you know that we are coming up on our two hour. Two. Three, I knew it was going to come up. Uh, had some technical difficulties. Zenobia was so fighting with point. Instagram, but we're here and we're ready to continue on with this podcast. <laughs> Damn I'm it, Instagram. Sweaty. Come on, you're killing us. Okay. Oh Can I give God. you a fun fact? Who were we yeah. talking about? Are we still talking about Miss Barrymore? Shit, I think we've done I think we've shot that horse in the face. She did. She awesome. We'll talk about the bitch again. Uh in anything. We're gonna I think talk we about her in a whole team. lot of stuff. We're gonna talk about her in Charlie's Angels. You know, we'll talk about her in Fifty First Date, E.T., Scream. Oh, we talked about her in Scream, how she had that little cameo in the beginning. What's your favorite scary movie and shit? And then all of a sudden she's What's dying. What's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> she's like, I don't know. Oh, my it God. And she does do good in that. Her uh, production company is called Flower Films. There you go. Flower Films. Boom. And that is also what her makeup company is called. It's called Beautiful Flower. So um, that's cool. Beautiful Flower. Okay. So, mm-hmm. Drew Barrymore, we're going to talk about you again. I love you in this movie. You play Julius and you are the sweetest thing. <laughs> the sweetest thing? We didn't even quote her. What's your favorite line from Drew Barrymore in this movie? I gotta go to the bathroom. Jesus, guys. We'll be right back. I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, she and she jumps over the fucking table? I like where she's like, um, you know... He doesn't have to do this. I was gonna hire him anyway, and he's like, "Nah, I just like to do." He oh, has yeah. like Sammy, like drives. Of course, I'm gonna hire him. Not only is he your best friend, but he's the only limo driver in town. Yeah, I, I just like having fun with him. This could have been people. This could have been guests at her wedding. They were cold. They were cold. <laughs> <laughs> he's like does not give a shit. I do love her because she's like. We, he really doesn't have to do this because he's your best friend. And yeah, he's gonna she's get gonna job. hire his ass. I'm gonna hire you. <laughs> Drive me. <laughs> um, I have one more Drew Barrymore fact. You ready? Hit me with it. Fun fact. Uh, Drew Barrymore is the butterfly jean jacket that she wears throughout this entire movie. That's Julia's jacket. Re- Remember. She took it off of yeah. Knotson Street. She said it's not jacket weather anymore. It's not jacket weather Uh-oh. anymore. Well, that jacket is actually Drew Barrymore's jacket. Nice. Like her personal wardrobe. We haven't had that she... fact since the Big Lebowski. Where somebody wears their own clothes. Uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um, I have one more. I have another one for her, you, for you, her before you we lied. move on. You lied to me. I did lie. I did lie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm looking at my book now. And I lied. <laughs> this is the last one. So Drew Barrymore met with Adam Sandler. She called him. Hey, can we have a meeting? Okay. She showed up with purple hair, wearing a leopard print jacket to this lunch. And she said that she looked like a crazy ass blind date okay. with Adam Sandler and her. 
And she went to tell him that they were cinematic soulmates. I love that. I've never heard that in my life. And I need a cinematic love soulmate. A cinematic like, soulmate? I need a cinematic soulmate. I would love to have a cinematic soulmate. So yeah. when you think and of that, you think like modern day equivalent would be Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. How yeah. many movies have they done together? You know what I mean? But back in the day, there were other couples where you loved to see them together over and over again. I think Robert Redford, uh, oh, my mom's going to kill me right now. Shit. Oh, I got one for your mama. Uh-huh. Mr. Tracy and, um, fuck, what's her name? <laughs> Damn it! I fucked it up. Mom, I know you're so and, mad at us uh, right now for not I'm remembering sorry, these actors and actresses' names. But I'm drunk. The, the fact is, yeah, we're drunk. I'm, I'm four I'm drunk. Roman, I'm four Cooper Libres in. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, there's been a lot of uh, soulmate, mm-hmm. uh, cinematic soulmate. Yes. And Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler are, are kind right of soulmate. Are right up there with the, with the classics. Because not only did they do The Wedding Singer, which is their first collaboration, which she told them at their dinner, like, hey, girl, we are cinematic soulmates. I don't know if you know that, but we are. And it ended up being true because yeah. in 2004, they did blend, They did 50 blended. First Dates. 50 First Dates, Blended, yeah. And then in 2014, they did Blended. So they do have a cinematic don't be surprised Soulmate. if they do another movie as they progress in age. I also agree because I'm going to say look out in uh, 2024. I feel like we're going to see another Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore movie. So look out for that in you know four years sure. because they're both are going to be still good looking. And, and he's probably planting a seed right now. So he does that every once in a while. I don't know if you noticed. He uses the na- same names in his movies. So check this out. Girl. I'm going to give you a little fun fact about this particular movie. You know when they're yeah, sitting at the wedding uh, flower place? Yeah. And he's, uh, she's like, I've never done it before for that l- price. And he's like, hey, hey, Faye, I know for a fact you gave Am- Eric Lamonsaw that price. And she's like, I did not come to find out like, Eric yeah, Lamonsoff is a character played in Grown Ups by Kevin James later on down. By Kevin James. I fucking love Grown that Ups shit. One and Grown Ups 2. Uh-huh. So, Lamonsoff. Yeah. And we talked about Lamonsoff. <laughs> Lamonsoff. Yeah. So uh, that's the first time we hear about that fool, mm-hmm. which uh, is awesome. And, you know, I believe that all of Adam Sandler's movies are in the same universe. To, so a, that makes to a certain degree, right? Yeah. I got you. Exactly. Well, uh, Drew Barrymore, we love you. We appreciate you. I had no idea that you came from a long lineage of actors. Dynasty! Holy shit. Wait, I lied. I have one more. I thought Angelica you. Houston was the longest running family of actors in the business. But no, I learned about not the by Burns, a long shot. Barry, yeah, I learned about the Barrymore and the Drews in high school. My high school teacher was telling us about them like, hey, girl, Drew Barrymore comes from a line of family that had been acting forever. <laughs> so I good. do. <laughs> thank you. Uh, before we move on. Give me that fun fact. We want- got to move on to the man of the hour. 
Do you want to know who uh, was considered to play Julia? Mm. Yes, 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 yes. Throw it's it a out lot there. of people. And if you say Madonna, I'm going to say what the fuck. No, she ain't on here. <laughs> so to play Julia, they were looking at Natalie Portman. A little too young, Jennifer, but I like the idea. Jennifer Lopez. No. Jennifer Anderson. Man, that's a possibility. Okay, I can see that. For sure. <laughs> Jennifer Gardner. Yeah, she's a little, she's very <laughs> she's very sweet, Jennifer Gardner. Uh and she could play Julia really well probably. Uh-huh. But I don't know. Isn't she Okay, like, this Isn't she like super tall? Gardner, I guess she's like my my height, a little okay. taller maybe. I don't know how tall uh, Adam Sandler is. I feel like he's my height. Okay, I thought I she know. was like 5'10 for some reason. Okay, so this one, I kind of I kind of wish they kind of would have tried. I'm, I got Molly my casting Ringwald. director on, hat on right now. Ooh. Right? She is the 80s. So yeah, I think bringing back the Brat Pack for sure. Julia Roberts was one of them. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love Julia Roberts, but for this particular role. Uh-huh. Uh, Christina Ritchie. Way too young. Way too young. I don't know. In eighty, in ninety eight. Yeah, she's too young. Not only that, she has a young face. That's like casting me as a forty year old now. You too young, baby. Yeah, exactly. Um. Okay. Christina Applegate. Ooh. I wonder. Uh, Christina Applegate has usually played very confident, very strong, backboned characters, but at the same time, she, she would have been one it. of my choices. I think she would have been great at it. She I has great comedic timing. Yeah, I think she would have been great. Uh, Cameron Diaz was one of them. Maybe eh, so. So I don't think she would have been done better than Drew Barrymore. I don't think she would have done better. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Nah. She was big in 1998. She was so big in 1998. She was coming off of... Um, Sex in the City. Sex in the City. That too. But I was going to say... Um, shit, what's that movie with the Sanderson sisters? Hocus Pocus. Sister? Sister? <laughs> Literally, uh, I just want to... <laughs> Before we move on, I just want to say that your niece, Brooklyn, said that to me about two days ago. Sister! Oh, I love it. To me. Oh, it was amazing. I wish that I was um, quarantined with you guys. <laughs> we well, are having a fun let, over Let here. me rephrase. I wish that Ashley and me were quarantined with you guys. Y'all leave Ashley. I'm not leaving house. Ashley. No, fuck that shit. <laughs> fuck that shit. I'm not leaving her here by herself. We want to be quarantined with you guys. That would be the best. Okay, uh, Brooke Shields was also... I think she was too old for that. That's just me. Yeah. Uh, Damn, Katie long list. It is a very, very, very long list. What was that last Katie one? Holmes? Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. Very sweet, very Midwestern, also still too young. She was Dawson's Creek life at this time. That is true. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. She partied at 5 in in 98. Love her. 
but no, she's too young. I made sure there's more people on this list than what I wrote, but I made sure I put that one on there because I know you like her actually. Oh, that, that, was <laughs> that was my girl in the 90s. Uh-huh. Jennifer Love um, Hewitt. Woo. She's in uh, Can't Hardly Wait at this time. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Lauren Garham and Pam Pamela Anderson. No. Pamela Anderson could play Pamela. Linda. She could not play Julia. <laughs> She would have been a good Linda. I'll give you that. I'll uh-huh. give you that. You she imagine been a Robbie good Linda. with Pamela Anderson? Baywatch era Pamela Anderson? That is Baywatch area Pamela Anderson. I don't know. <laughs> hey. <laughs> well, that's some of, some of the people that were going for Julia Gulia. Okay. I got you. That's a long list. But I think they were right in casting Drew Barrymore. I think that... Uh, Jennifer Aniston would have done a great job, but like you said, they're cinema soulmates. They're cinema soulmates. And even though Jennifer Aniston has done a a few movies with Adam Sandler also, there's something about that chemistry between Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler. I don't know if I would have loved the movie as much if it was with Jennifer Aniston. I'm Mm -hmm. not a big fan of hers. I don't think that she is. That's because you like Seinfeld over Friends. But I don't even like Seinfeld. I'm just saying, if I oh, had no? to choose, I would pick Seinfeld. Oh, okay. But it, it's not like my show. I like Friends. I'm just saying, personally, I am not a big fan of Jennifer Anderson. I, I feel like she's like a Kevin Costner, where she plays the same person over and over, no, no matter what the on. fuck situation. But I don't hate her. I don't hate her. You can't. I just, <laughs> just don't care for her. Right, well, she's not in this movie. We're gonna touch on she's that on another movie. episode. On another episode, I don't know when because I don't know when I will let one of her movies on here. But... What about the Leprechaun? Easter's coming up. Her <laughs> <laughs> first movie is what you're gonna do. Her first hey, movie. I love the Leprechaun when Homeboy sticks the, the four leaf clover to the piece of gum and he uses the slingshot. He's like, "Fuck you, Le- Lucky Charms." Yeah, I'm sorry. I've been drinking. <laughs> uh, me too. So I've been drinking since <laughs> twelve. So I'm pretty pretty loose. Okay, okay. Well, we gotta we gotta keep this moving. So Adam, can Sandler. I give you one more fun fact before you go on to no. Adam Sandler? No. Okay, you're gonna like it. Okay, so our boo, Billy Idol, right here. Yeah. How you doing, sir? Chicken or fish? He is in this movie. Uh-huh. His music is played in this movie. Okay. He shows up at the end drinking champagne, my favorite. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, uh... No, no way. Because we, we... Because we let our first-class passengers do Pretty whatever much they whatever like. they want. Here he is. Here he is. Um, Billy Idol. He said this movie... Literally helped his career out because nice. it gave a lot of young people an introduction into Billy Idol. That's awesome. Which would be us. Uh, I already knew who he was, but yeah. They weren't, you know, he wasn't as big. I I can't remember if I knew him before this or not. I can't remember. Okay. But Billy Idol said that this movie helped him because our generation started liking Billy Idol and now we're grown ass adults showing up to his concert. 
So he's still getting paid off of this movie, because, off of our generation of people being introduced to him and loving him now. Yeah. I can I can understand that for sure. Like, don't get me wrong. I already loved Billy Idol, but I grew up watching 80s movies like um, The Legend of Billy Jean and yeah. such movies. Like, she, I, I showed Ashley The Heavenly Kid last night. She actually loved it. She didn't even... It still holds up to this day. Great fucking movie. <laughs> I won't know if it... I won't say that it holds up. It still holds up. Like if you watch it, your as sister a maybe watched movie. that like maybe three years ago, uh-huh. and it did not. Oh hold come up. on! <laughs> but uh, that's you know, eighty movies. I I try to take as they go. Um, you got to yeah, watch Billy eighties Idol's movies like- for eighties movies. American Ninja is a great set of eighties movies. Yep. Um, Adam Sandler, uh, he, I mean, Billy Idol, I'm so sorry. Billy Idol Mm -hmm. said that the only reason why he did this movie is because his teenage son was in love with Adam Adam Sandler Sandler. movies. Nice. And so he was like, I gonna have to go see this movie anyway. I might as well be in the movie. There you go. So, uh, (laughs) that is how they got I love Adam Sandler. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. And I think he does a good job. I think he looks really good. Um, Dude, he still looks good. Him, I saw him in San Diego like two years ago, and he still performs with his black uh, jean jacket with the cutoff sleeves Wait, you and no shirt underneath. Yeah. We saw him at Kaboo in San Diego like either last year or the year before. And in his voice midnight, is still great. He hasn't gotten like a belly or nothing like that. Don't get me wrong; he's older, he but he's still doing his thing. Yeah, this he's fucking this great. Older, but he still is out there. Yeah, so you can go his see Billy Idol today great. if you like. Cause in the midnight hour, they she cry more, more, more. With the rebel <laughs> yell, they cry more. Well, we've already talked about Adam Sandler in a couple of different episodes. We talked about on Grown Ups episode and this, that, and the other. But the only thing that I'm going to say is I have not seen Uncut Gems yet. Me neither. I got to see that movie. And he's got two movies that are in pre-production right now. Or uh, one of them's filming right now and the other one's in pre-production. But... uh, I'm going to try to see that movie before next week. I really want to see it. That's my goal. Okay. Um, I ain't got I mean, a lot of dudes, but watch TV, so uh, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, like, he just did his, some... like, stand-up comedy thing for Netflix. Um, I don't remember. I don't know if it's still streaming on there or not. But he had it a is. Whole... Netflix stuff is always streaming, but he plays some yeah, music. He has so like if you're a fan of his music, with Netflix for sure. Yeah, if you're a fan of his music and his like just him, yeah, you can find him on Netflix, dude. I Go remember listening listen to, to his like cassette tapes uh, back when he was in his SNL uh, days. He had these cassette tapes of stuff like these little skits that he put on audio tracks, and we would listen to that shit for like a couple hours and laugh our asses off they're all gonna laugh at you <laughs> that's where you listen to no that they're... is there was probably the introduction to his 
CDs, his separate stuff from Saturday Night Live, his movies uh-huh. was the one where he was like mimicking Carrie and the mom was like talking about like they're all gonna laugh at you and uh, he would okay. scream out all the time. Well, I know that his that Hanukkah means- song came from those cassette Hanukkah. takes. He a lot of yep. his characters that he does on SNL yeah. and later on in his movies came from this, like in Eight Crazy yeah. Nights. Or crazy the nice. fact We're that you got to respect something like you got to respect the caddy or whatever it is that he says in his movies. They came from early skits that he did on these cassette tapes as well as on yeah. SNL. Yeah. I mean, he his generation was the beginning of me watching Saturday Night Live. Mm. You never watched Cheeseburger, uh, Cheeseburger, Cheeseburger? Cheeseburger, cheeseburger, <laughs> cheeseburger. But I mean, like the mid '90s, mid okay. to late '90s was yeah, yeah, yeah. when I started watching Saturday Night Live. You know, I was old enough, or at least snuck to watch it. Uh-huh. And you know, him and Will Ferrell and that whole part people. I'm out. Shit. You make me feel so lazy. <laughs> behind. Um, but I do have some some Adam Sandler fun facts. You ready? Quick, so let's when, knock him out. You ready? So when Sandler was asked why there is no sex scenes in this movie, he said, <laughs> he said, I'm not good at sex. <laughs> I, I started young and I always thought I'd get better when I get older, but I got older and I'm still not better. So I didn't add any sex scenes. That is a legit Oh my god. He's Dolomite. He is Dolomite. Dolomite. Yeah. If you so can't make it good, make it funny. <laughs> make it funny. Apparently, if you wanted to have an affair with with uh Adam Sandler, it wouldn't be worth it. It'd be very disappointing. <laughs> very disappointing. He talks apparently. about it a lot. He talks about his dad being about very well endowed and how he did not pass that traditional but that's not what what rosie says in this movie she's like you were uh oh i saw that it was like uh they're not in the theatrical version they're in the extended version but rosie's talking about i was at your bar mitzvah or i was Uh, at your bar mitzvah when you got circumcised like it was all right you know it was i don't remember what she says but she talks about his penis quite a bit had good shape what's the matter with you and when they cut the extra skin off, the penis itself was very clean. Well, that's great. But she said it was it was a nice size. Yeah, that's she what just, she says. She just <laughs> tells him, like, you know, when you're a baby, you had a nice size fit. Um, but Adam Sandler uh, <laughs> always says there's there's something that he does in all of his movies that I feel like is just him. Okay. I want you to look out for this. And I probably think you would be like, oh, yeah, he does say this. Um, He always says, what's the matter with you? And he yells it Mm -hmm. a lot. That is one of his signature uh, things. Is that like his Denzel, I guarantee it thing? I guarantee it. Get a point. (laughs) Uh, But, yes, uh, Adam Sandler does like to say, what's the matter with you? In several of his movies. Okay. What's the matter with I wonder what my thing um, is going to be. Uh, you know what it's going to be? Feel- I'm going to rest my hand like this. 
at a wrong time. I've been doing this since I was like four years old. I don't know why I do it, but I just rest my hand right here. I want mine to be like, bruh, bruh, bruh. <laughs> like something fun. He's like Zenobia, and every movie goes. Bruh, bruh, bruh. I don't know why. Okay. I don't know why. <laughs> but that could be one of mine. Um, but yeah, I don't really have much too much Adam Sandler fun facts because we have already talked about him. We've already about talked it about in... him a bunch. So the only thing that I'll say is he got two movies coming out. One of them obviously is Hotel Transylvania Four. And then the other one is a four. Four. He's done four of them. I've and already seen two. I, I haven't seen one. <laughs> but he's doing a movie called uh, Hubby Hubble Halloween also, where he is uh, made fun of uh, in uh, the town of Salem until so, for some reason he has to save Halloween for everybody. I'm down. Yeah. So that's his next movie. Something he's doing a Halloween movie. All right. You want some fun facts? Are we done with Sandler? You got more fun fun facts. facts. No, I'm kidding. Give me them fun facts. I'm out. I'm I'm, I'm gonna give you them fun facts. I'm done with my facts. I'm ready to go. I'm (laughs) not done with my drinks or my facts. So get ready. Stop nursing the drink and the facts. (laughs) Go, go, go. Van Halen, uh-huh. they really did break up in 1985. Yes, they the did. The year this movie is set. <laughs> no, so, please uh, take Linda off my Van Halen that shit t-shirt up. before you jinx the band and they break up. Before you jinx the band. Linda Linda jinxed the band and they broke up that exact same year. Oh, so um, you're still pissed about that wedding thing. Hey, psycho. I'm not going to feel better about this. It's over. Please get out of my Van Halen t-shirt before you jinx the band and they break up. Oh, okay. So you're still pissed about that wedding thing. Yeah, bitch, you left me at the altar. What the hell? <laughs> you're lucky I'm not <laughs> punching you in the face right now. That's just me, though. Um, I never hit a woman in my life, but your ass is pushing it. <laughs> you pushing it. I have hit a woman in my life, and I'm willing to hit more. <laughs> You're loud. Okay. Huh? <laughs> You're crazy. Okay. Uh, is that it? I got one more fun fact and then we're we done. Throw Ready? it out there. The Wedding Singer mm-hmm. was made into a Broadway musical. Mm-hmm. You knew I was going to bring it up. I knew you were going to bring it up. You can't not bring up the Antoinette Perry Awards. Girl. Okay, so <laughs> it opened in 2006. 2006. That's when this movie uh, opened onto Broadway. It moved to Australia, England, uh, Dubai. Like, it went everywhere. Tour. Okay. And then it became big on the Antoinette Perry Award circuit. Yes, it did. And I believe it got six nominations, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. For uh, Tony Awards. And... It is something that you can still see now. Or if you are a teacher at a, a school, you can get it and actually uh, perform it. I've seen some different performances. Uh, I watched a high school version of the movie, of the musical today. And there was like an off-Broadway and a Broadway version. 
everybody's doing this this show because it is too good to be not be a fucking movie. So um, I love it, and it did a great job, and yeah. Go see it if you guys are if it is playing anywhere near you. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the entire show, but uh, there are a bunch of original songs that are in the fucking shit, and I love it. I love it. All right, y'all. Well, that is our take on the wedding singer. What's your favorite <laughs> song in this movie? Let me ask you that. Uh. Do you really want to hurt me? Do you really want of to Of all the songs, that's the one you choose? Okay. Well, yes, because... I might go with Love George... Stinks. <laughs> because... Yeah, the mutant's over at table nine the or whatever, over table at five. Ta- so, sir, one more outburst and I will strangle you with my microphone wire. Do you understand? Do you understand? Now it's funny. Some this of is us not what I paid for. Find true love. It, like it, me, it the- fatty, sideburns lady, mm-hmm. and the mutants over lady. at table nine. The mutants over at table nine. <laughs> love stinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Love, love stinks, dude. Hey, I remember watching the outtakes on this, and I remember uh, one of the producers or somebody in the production side saying that Adam Sandler really could have been a professional singer. Like he sang all of these songs. I mean, he is a professional singer. You got an old album out. I know he's got comedy out. Yeah. But that a lot of his comedy albums have songs. They do. So I would, they absolutely I would do. call him even, even his whole take on Saturday night live mm-hmm. was a bunch of songs. Was it? So, I mean... I've never really watched I'm, his Saturday Night Live era. You don't watch the 90s? I ain't got time for all that. I've been busy. Trying to make Bitch, you ain't got movie. nothing to do right now. I Get got on the, uh, all kinds of things to do. Just because work has stopped doesn't mean I've stopped working. And get on the fucking... You know me better he than that. He does do a bunch of songs. I do know you better than that. He uh, does a lot of songs. He is a singer. I would could totally consider him one. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of his own songs on Saturday Night Live, and I like his fun. Hanukkah I, song. The Hanukkah. I like his song he wrote about his dad. Yeah. I like his song he wrote about his car. <laughs> yeah, I would consider him a singer. Okay, because I have heard a lot of albums of him through my life. Mm-hmm. So. I would consider him a singer, a comedy singer, but still he writes great songs that, you know, every year the Hanukkah song gets played. It is the only Hanukkah song on the radio. Put played. on your yarmulke. It's time, it's for, time Hanukkah. for Hanukkah. Drink some you know? gin and tonica. Jonica. Smoke your marijuana. Marijuana. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> he, he has a bunch of good stuff. So I am a big fan of Adam Sandler. Um, always have been, always okay. will be. Uh, cut ge- was it the cut gems one? What is this one? Uncut gems. Uh, uncut gems. Kevin Garnett. I really, really want to see it. I'm gonna try to watch it before the week's over, or maybe right. you know next week. But I-, I have been wanting to watch it since I've seen the trailer because he does such a great job. Let us know. And yeah. I love Edison. Yeah, um, I think he's yeah. That's a great fucking movie. I really want to see it. Well, but uh, now. 
It is time to say goodbye to all our company, but before we do that, we got a scene for next week's movie. That is not where we're at right now. Oh, that's right. Before that, we've got a rewind to the rewind, and we've got a little something that Zenobia likes to sing as... Z for the people. Uh, yes, yes sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this Z for the people has nothing to do with this movie, but has everything to do with us. Okay. If you have money, if you can donate food, it is time to donate to American food banks all over the country because there are people out there who aren't on unemployment aren't lucky enough to work from home like I am um, and they are starving or they will be starving and they need their food, they need their time. So what I'm going to say is our Z for the people maybe for the next couple weeks because we're on week three of Life Camera Cocktail quarantine style and I'm not a fan of this. So everybody keep your motherfucking ass at home unless you're going to the store to get some food. Um, because or you have to go to work. There are people out there who are delivering Amazon packages, who are doing this or doing that. Thank you. I appreciate anybody who is working in the medical field because you are risking your life to save us. And I appreciate that. And I thank you for that. But what also I'd like to say is if you are able to work from home like I am and you have a steady paycheck or you are getting food in that you need to donate to the food banks, yo. Go online and they'll find a food bank that is near you. And wherever you are, you donate some food because there's people out there who are here in our country who are not going to be able to eat next week because they don't have a job. I've lost, I have so many friends who have lost their job in this past week because of the Corona fucking virus. Yeah. Now I am blessed be able to work from home but not everybody is blessed to work from home no and what i'm saying for you guys is if you can work from home and you are still getting a steady paycheck in donate five dollars ten dollars twenty dollars thirty dollars to the food bank because we are going to start fucking here so find one in your state find one in your town to donate to because girl we about to starve yeah our industry is completely cut off. We're not filming anything. Actors are Smash starving left and anything. right, dude. You're not filming anything. I'm not filming anything. No. Nothing's getting and done. Not only that, actors ha- can't make any money because they can't claim unemployment. You know. Yeah. Meanwhile, the entire world is turning to artists and Netflixing their 13th, 14th series in the last three days. You know. We provided all that stuff, and then all of a sudden, these actors are left ass out, and they have nothing. They can't claim unemployment. They can't claim anything, and they're just trying to figure out what they can do to survive until this goes over. Yeah. To be honest with you, I don't know how far our voices reach into this world, Mm -hmm. but if you are making, you know, five figures, six figures, worth of money, seven figures worth of money, it is time for you to, we are calling to you. Mm-hmm. That's who we're talking to. We're yeah. talking to people who make millions of dollars a year. I need you to drop a million to help the world out because our state, our country is about to go to shit if people can't 
feed people and help people. So that's all my Z for the people is this week. And it might be Z for the people for the rest of the month because it should be shit. I, I don't know what else to do. I want us to be better. I want us to be able to leave our houses because I'm telling you girls, right. I'm a person not who likes that, to be out there in the world. There's companies that are not something. paying unemployment to their uh, employers. They're either laying them yeah. off or they're firing them outright. They're closing their doors and protecting themselves, waiting for this bailout money to protect companies. And once that yeah. happens, these companies are not reinvesting in their workers. They're buying back yeah. stocks in their own company to boost their stock trading options. Exactly. They're not looking out so, for the working people. Please look out for us. If you're a millionaire, and I wish I would have a millionaire listen to our show, right. please please donate money because it is like dire. I have no idea what our world is going to be like once this is all over, but there are people who are starving today. So mm -hmm. donate your money. And that's literally going to be my Z for the people until Zenobia can get out of this motherfucking house. Because I can't live in here. It's too much. I got to see you it's in three much. dimensions soon. We got to oh do this if I right. Have, if I have to do this show over here one more time, I'm going to be pissed. So let's I mean, just, you do. Because they're closed till I do April. Have to do. So at least two next more week, times. Yeah. So we'll see y'all right here next Friday. Yeah. On Instagram Live. Yeah. But in the meantime. That's my Z for the people. That's your Z for the people. Z for the people. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm drunk. Let's get this shit over it. I love you. I'm. I'm. Still pretty good, too. So we're going to do a scene from next week's episode, and we're going to try and knock it out good, and I hope you guys recognize it. This is a wonderful comedy. It is a women-empowering comedy. I fucking love this movie. Uh, if you don't love this movie, I don't fucking know what to do with you. I'm going to do my best. <laughs> Are you going to be... Oh, yeah, you guys. Jason is a girl. Wow. We'll see how this goes out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see how this turns out. I we'll don't know. See how I this don't turns know. Out. We might do two takes. Nah. <laughs> I'm going to go for one. All right. But it might be two. It's probably going to be two. I'm ready when you are. Look, I know you say he's cute and all, but you're a catch. And any guy would be psyched to be your man. I just think you should be open to someone who treats you nice. You know what? He's honest. And he told me that, you know, we are what we are. And we're just having fun. And I like that. He told you you needed dental work. He's an asshole. I do not need dental work. Okay. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I mean... There's nothing wrong with my teeth. You are so beautiful. Will you marry me? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> that was hard to keep straight with your fucking teeth. That was good. If you're if you're not watching our YouTube or Instagram people, he's fully committed. 
That was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I can't wait for next week. It's one of my favorite movies. Oh, my God. So if y'all don't know what movie that is, I can't help you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys, we're out of here. I'm going to finish my cake because it's delicious and I've already got a taste of it now. <laughs> I'm about to go out and smoke some weed and then pass out because I got to work tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see you guys right here next week on Lights Camera Cocktails. Cocktails! Oh, my God. I love you, sis. I'll talk to you soon. I love you. Because the song was bullshit. It, it was, was a goddamn, goddamn joke. joke.